two, one. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. You got the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. Yeah, I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right. All right. All right. Welcome, everybody. It is the Mike Rutherford Show here on Wednesday, October 12th, live from the world-famous University of Louisville College of Business Studios. Visit business.louisville.edu for more information on how you could feel like you can be getting your MBA while you're being paid to do it. Louisville.business. Business.louisville.edu is the website. Uh, Mike Rutherford back here in the saddle. we got intern Patrick here. We've got uh, Trevor Kelsey here, as always. Behind the glass, the first thing that I hear when I come into the studio today, of course, I was off yesterday. Shout out to Rashawn Myers for, for filling in and doing a wonderful job. But I come in here and Patrick walks in and he just goes, Trevor's wearing the same shirt that he was wearing yesterday. Is that, Can you confer or deny that this is the case, Trev? Yeah, same shirt. You're being called out. I mean, first of all. Do you feel like you just don't have to, you don't have to dress up when I'm not around? You can just try to get away with this? I, honestly, I didn't even realize I was still wearing the same shirt until he brought it up in the parking lot. He was like, aren't you wearing the same shirt from yesterday? And, like, the first thing I thought of wasn't was, like, did I put on the same shirt? It was like, how do you, like, are you paying that much attention to me? But I would have not have noticed. That's I, why we have interns. I, I didn't even notice. Like, I, I guess because, like, when I got home, you know, I just took it off and threw it, like, on next to the, I was a little, you know, thing next to my bed. And, and uh, I, I, there was another shirt on there as well. And I guess I just, close chair. Yeah, close, exactly. Everyone close has a close chair. And I guess just when I woke up, I grabbed it, and this was the first shirt I grabbed. Wow. It was the cleanest, dirty shirt I had. That's so nice to hear that you're dressing up. That, by the way, is a little uh, little foreshadowing for maybe something a song later on today. Okay. I like hearing that. Yeah. Uh, but again, big thanks to Rashawn. Uh, yesterday, I was uh, getting my ass kicked again, and I kind of felt it coming on Monday night. Like I was like, you know, this is – you pick up – after dealing with this for six, seven months now, you kind of pick up on when things are going badly, and there's no rhyme or reason to it. Like I, I've been having more good days than bad days recently, and like – Monday night out of nowhere, I'm like, I'm doing the same bleep. Like, I, I, I didn't change anything. Like, why are you doing this to me? The only good thing about it, and good is a, I'm using it loosely here, is when you wake up at 3.30 in the morning and you're, like, sweating bullets, out of breath, and you feel like your heart has stopped, you don't freak out anymore. Like, I'm just, I wake up, like, five months ago, I was like, I'd freak out. I'd wake Mary up. I'm like, oh, my God, I think I'm dying. And now I'm just like, oh, you. Oh, oh, this again. Let me try to get back to sleep. I don't know if that's a good thing. It, it's not. It's probably not good when you're when you're sweating bullets at three thirty in the morning. And your heart stops, and you're like, "Eh." It's definitely not good. But there's anything. What table. else are you gonna do at this point? <laughs> I mean, I've, I've done. I've tried everything else. So you may as well just like, "Man, well, I'm trying to get sleep." But the day after something like this happens, because this has happened now, I mean, probably four or five times, and 
there's nothing you can do besides just try to sleep it off. Like your body just won't let you do anything. Like I, if you stand up, like, I'll face all sickness. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm living life like you these days. So I just, you know, yesterday I was like, I knew I, I couldn't do the show. There's no way to make it happen. Just try to sleep as much as possible and hope that you're better the next day. And I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit better today. It's still, I'm going to say weird stuff that probably makes no sense, but what else is new? It'll just be a normal show for everybody listening. You'd have you no idea that anything's wrong. You'd have of that. I mean, exactly. Yeah, we would just been like, yeah, it's a regular day. How It is ACC Media Day. Uh, I refuse to call it ACC Tip-Off or Project Basketball, whatever the hell they're calling it now. We had the Women's Media Day yesterday. We've got the men today. Kenny Payne spoke and said some interesting things. Uh, we've got Josh Pastner out there. I think he knows that it's his last ACC Media Day, and he's just he's getting his fill. He's just trying to say as much crazy bleep as possible. To make sure that people know him and like, because his team's gonna suck. Everybody knows that they're oh, yeah. they're picked last in the AC in every single projection that's out there. And I think his only hope of holding on to his job is a remind people that he won the ACC tournament two years ago. Two, say a bunch of lovable crazy stuff that makes people think about him as a character. And you know, you're like Georgia Tech basketball, you, nobody cares anyway. You might as well just keep me around. I'm a character. I'm like Spurrier now. I'm Bizarro nerdy Spurrier. Now they're actually picked last to finish. Pick. Picked to finish last nationally, but not last in the ACC. You like that? That's a nice little, that's a nice <laughs> yeah. little callback look to Casper's comment. Look at me. I'm, I'm just foreshadowing the, the everything for today. I love it. Uh, but yesterday, Rashawn was in. Again, big big shout out to Rashawn Myers for filling in on short notice yesterday. How, how was the show? What was talked about? What was the discussion? I know he's he rankles a lot of feathers when it comes to his Kenny Payne takes. Were Kenny Payne takes what? flying fast and furiously? Not as much Kenny Payne. Uh, we talked about, you know, obviously some A.J. Johnson stuff. Kind of re- recapped a little bit of what we talked about on Monday. Talked a lot about a little bit more about the Virginia game because Rashawn uh, hadn't had a had a platform to do so since since the game on Saturday, unlike we did on Monday. Right, because listen to him on Wake Up Five Hundred Two uh, every Saturday and, morning. He'll, he'll get more, I'm sure, on Saturday, upcoming Saturday before the with the bye week as well. But uh, he was uh, of, of of everyone in the room. We took a vote, me and Patrick, as well as yourself, I guess. So it is three to one now, technically. He was though in favor of starting Brock on Sat on against. Oh, Florida. really? Yeah. I wow. Surprised me a little bit. Then again, Rashawn's a surprising guy. He's, I mean, his I, takes are out there. I like it. I, I love mean, it. I guess none of us have really been shy to say we're willing to to bring Brock in quickly, right? But I guess we bring all Brock just, home. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Know, I guess. I guess we all just have that Wally Pippiness. We're like, you know, we're you're not losing your job just because you're you know you're injured. You should at least you get a chance to have it back. I mean, and also, it's not like... How many people do you think looked around and go, who the hell is a Wally Pip? I think most people know that reference. That's tra- Patrick, yeah. who's pa- Wally Pip? I know that reference. Do yeah. you? By the way, he was able to name three Beatles, and he named them quicker than Rashawn could only name three as well. Wow. Hey, I got George Harrison. It just took Eventually it took him, yeah. Of all the ones to forget, George Harrison, too. I mean, isn't Ringo must be the forgettable no, one? But no, Ringo's a, Ringo's a clever name. And, and everyone and knows that he's a the lovable one. loser, I guess. Exactly. Everyone yeah. knows that he's the one that, that sucks. Yeah. Anyway. I, I feel like George Harrison's always the fourth one who's named. If you ask like somebody who's just say average person, like average music fan, not a Beatles, Beatles fanatic, to name the four, I feel like Harrison's the one they're going to come up with fourth. That's yeah, I, and I think Ringo has the name John Paul Ringo, and they're like ooh and George. Yeah, that's, like, that's how it's going to go. The guy with the cool music video well, from the eighties. Ringo 80s. makes like Microsoft Paint art and sells it online. Does he really? Yeah. Well, there's that. That you know the only reason that makes sense to me slightly is because I remember the Simpson episode where where Marge like sent the painting to Ringo. And he never saw it. And he finally saw it like 30 years later because it was taking him that long to get through his fan mail. And he, he wrote her back. And he talked about being a painter. So if it wasn't for The Simpsons, I wouldn't have not, not known that. There you go. But who's Wally Pup there? Uh, he was the first baseman for the Yankees. All right. Set out 
And Lou Gehrig played the next whatever. Look at that. I, I, I sometimes I question the youth of America. No reference. This is what brings. This is what gives me gives me joy in the future of humanity. Well, I mean, because that like that reference right there. That reference has come to like encompass all of the phenomenon of a guy stepping up for an injured player and then potentially taking his job. Like, yeah, he, but he didn't have even to know, if you don't he know, know who it is. The backstory though, he right. could have just been known. That's the guy. You know, that's what you say. I feel like you learn the reference though. Like you, you at least learn the story the first time, and then it becomes like a thing where it's like, oh yeah, Wally pipped, and like you may forget it over time. But you, most people, most sports fans will learn what that reference is is like about before uh, they kind of forget it. Also, can underestimate he's a baseball guy. He's a baseball guy. Yeah, he's, he should know that. Yeah. Yeah. So we got Good job, Patrick. But the, the We're Bro- keep you on the Brock Doman thing. I, I think it's interesting. If he had lit it up against, like you know, Clemson or NC State or, or just something, lit it up in general, or lit it up <laughs> again. Not, I mean, again, he was great in the second half, but his numbers, yeah. his final numbers were not like they were good. They weren't like you know, seventeen of thirty with a couple of picks and a touchdown, and then a, a nice run. It's something. So post the start, though, he went. We did the math, and I did this very quickly. Sixteen out of twenty-two would have been after that slow start, right? Because he started off what one of eight, I one think. of eight, yeah. And then technically I, two of sixteen. I think he was four, four of thirteen yeah. at one point too. So he he got very hot in the second half, which was awesome. He he played terrifically, but also you have to take into account it was against the worst team in the ACC. Yeah, yeah, because we beat you <laughs> because we won the game. And now if he comes in, let's say the, the hypothetical that we threw out on Monday transpires and Malik plays poorly in the first half against Pitt and Brock comes in and then lights it up against what is a good Pitt defense then I think that changes things and then you're looking at him as the starter against Wake Forest but I don't think that we're there yet yeah I agree I just wonder I just I just curious where the leash is for you on Malik at Pittsburgh I hate have to be really bad like really bad. I mean you're talking like you'd have to be really bad to have any chance of Brock coming in before the second second half yeah. Or just in general. He'd have to be just like getting nothing done with it on the ground. Pitt would have to be focused on him, you know, stopping, shutting him down in the run game, and then forcing him, like a lot of teams have done, to try to beat them with his arm. And he would have to be like, I don't know, you know, like two of 11, three of 11, maybe a couple picks. Just, That's pretty bad. Just looking bad. Like he would have to be like Brock Doman bad at the beginning of the Virginia would game. Would you still pull him if that was his stat line, but we were only like, we were in the game? We were like down by seven or we were down yeah. by three. Yeah. You would say, okay, the score is, is moot for you. Yeah, if we have like three points at halftime and the offense just is not working but the defense is doing its job, then I think you give Brock a shot in the second half. That's where I would go. What if we're even up? If we're up? <laughs> if they were up seven, uh, 10 to 7 in that in this scenario. I'll leave him in. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not a quarterback controversy <laughs> yet. Yet. But we're getting there. Uh, we do have intern Patrick here. Uh, Patrick's still reeling from Manuel's loss to Sanex last week, but he's okay. He's he's he's, he's going to be. They're, they're going to bounce back. The Crimson's still very much a state title contender. He's feeling good. For all you know, he that was the shirt he was wearing yesterday too. Patrick is he wearing B ninety six? No, not you. You were you wearing that shirt? Yeah, yesterday? you could have been wearing that yesterday. We don't know. I was not. Okay, well we'll have to believe you. I was not because I was inside. I was under covers for most of the day, <laughs> wearing a t shirt or wearing no shirt for most of the day. Uh, but no, uh, go Abs. We're rocking the Avalanche sweatshirt today. Opening their Stanley Cup title defense tonight against the Blackhawks. Nice. Doing good about it. Did you see the we video? We should have Jen in for the show then. We should. Oh, the rivalry. Call yeah. Jen out. I mean, this sucks. Like, we, we, she's here. Like during Blackhawks talk. I mean, we, we needed her during hockey season more than anything. Did you see the awkward? So they had the no offense, the first game. Yeah. <laughs> the first game last night, uh, it was on TV, the, the Rangers Lightning. And they did the weird thing with the dude dropping the puck, like talks to the camera. He's like. Welcome, everybody, to the 2022-23 NHL season. And he's like, what's better than this? 
We got the great season coming out. Let's play hockey. Everyone have a great season. I was like, is that necessary? Do we have to do that? Was, was he that lethargic when he did yes. it, too? I mean, that's just that was. You can pull up the clip and play it on the air. I mean, that, I, mean I don't mean to stereotype, but he's Canadian, right? I would assume so. <laughs> he, came, that comes off. he came off as very Canadian <laughs> yeah. in the clip. <laughs> that just sounds like, but you said it was the Lightning and the Rangers. Lightning and the Rangers. But first of all, why? Eastern Conference Finals um, redo. That, that's great, but, yeah. that, but that, that's pointless. How do you not open with your, your your defending champions like the NFL does? Because it's a, you know, the Avalanche on the West Coast, and they don't want to play a West Coast game. I mean, you could have, I guess. I don't know. I mean, that, I was going to say, well, then you send them east, but then that defeats the purpose anyway. Yeah, well, they are playing the, the, the Blackhawks tonight. The banner's going to go up today, tonight. But it will be a late-night game. So that, that was their thing. I, I, that's what I would assume, is two big markets, two big you know, great yeah. teams, and playing on normal East Coast time. Plus, they're competing with the MLB playoffs. Um, you know, I didn't watch a second of the MLB. I, I don't know how much I'm going to watch, to be honest with you. Speaking of which, of Nick Castellanos yesterday, 3-for-5 with a double and three RBIs. And Gino, even the loss, was 2-for-4 with two RBIs. Like, they play for Seattle, I guess. Former no. Reds, just yeah. do, doing what they do. No, Castellanos plays for the Phillies. Okay, uh, I've got to show I you. you well, I, my, I ended all interest in baseball playoffs on Saturday afternoon around eight o'clock. You were just done. I was. Done. I wiped my hands with it. Yeah, I'm done. I'm not gonna respect it. I really. Do. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure when the World Series comes around, I will probably turn it on every now and then. But up until the, actually the series starts, I probably am not going to follow Jack. Yeah, that hurt. I, wouldn't you be? Yes. Okay. I mean, you feel my pain, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I'm gonna. I guess. I mean, I'll see it on the guide. <laughs> I, just, I just sent you the puck drop video. Oh, no. Is it pull clean? this up. Yeah, pull, yeah. pull it up and play it. All right, hold on. It's just it's it's the most unnecessary. It's twenty seconds. You can stop it right after the puck drops. All right, here we just go. Just play it. Great fans, welcome to opening night of the 2022-23 NHL season. What's better than this? Good luck to all players. Let's have a great season. And they dropped the puck. Well, that was it, uh, incredibly unnecessary. I mean, if I've ever wanted to put my head through a wall right now, out of out of, out of being Just pumped up, I, I'd totally be unnecessary. Right like let let the announcer do that, or like let, let the PA guy do it. We don't need the mic'd up ref doing that before the game. That feels like something that could have been in slap shot. It does. Like, like that's just because it's almost comic. Like you don't know if he's like you. You, you want to laugh, but and it just seemed like the most hockey thing. By the way, too, it was <laughs> very hockey. Like it, uh, the uh, oh god, what's the show? Um, Why don't we do this with all sports? Like, are we gonna do it with basketball? Is the ref gonna come out like, before he throws the jump ball? Like, everyone, welcome to the 2022-23 NBA season. Maybe at this point, let's jump for the ball and <sighs> throw it up in the air. We didn't, uh, we didn't do it for the NFL. We had the ref come out there and put the ball in the tee. That's the kicker to say something before he kicks it off. The the, the guy it reminds me of you. Have you ever seen Letterkenny? What's that? Letterkenny. It's the it's a TV show. No, uh, it's it's like a it. Canadian comedy. They have an offshoot now that I have not watched. It's called Shorzy. It's kind of about but like the guys they it's they are Canadian. They talk just like that, and it's just very bland, very just straightforward. It's hilarious. Uh, but that's all that that could have been a scene from that. I don't know what it is. I, I've never really been able to get into the the Canadian humor because Strange Brew didn't do it for me. I never seen it. It was the, it was the one I, when I was younger. Uh, I'm familiar with it. Never seen. Yeah, it. I was. I, I just remember I had friends who were like, "You need to watch this. It's so hilarious. Uh, this is the greatest thing." And I just remember watching. I'm like, "This is just. I don't get it." And I, ever since then, I've just been. I've never been able to grasp the Canadian television shows. We uh we want to hear from you today. Tip Degrassi, that's of just, course. That's just Love awesome. Degrassi, it's great. 
Yeah. We want to hear from you on the Thornton's text line, as always. Text us at 502-414-1450. Uh, we love Alex Cupper. We love Alex, uh, Kelly Leonardo. We love everybody over at Thornton's. Uh, we love what they do. They do what they do well. It's why there's 73,720 area Thornton's locations, because they want to help you save money at the pump. They want to help you save money when you go inside and have some delicious Thornton's donuts or delicious Thornton's pepperoni pretzel, delicious Thornton's coffee, whatever they got. They want you to enjoy it at a cheap price. That's why they have the Refreshing Rewards app. Download that bad boy today. It's going to save you some money every time you stop into one of those Thornton's locations. And then text us at 502-414-1450. It is a Wednesday. Typically during football season, we love uh, when you guys take control of the show on Wednesdays because it's right in the middle of um, reacting to the game from the past weekend and, and getting ready for the game for the upcoming weekend. Obviously, things are a little bit different with this Wednesday because it's a bye week. And also, we have ACC uh, media days to react to today. But... We still want to hear from you on the Thornton sex line. We still want to get weird on a Wednesday. Maybe not hour and a half of serial killer talk like last week. Weird, but still weird. Well, hey, first of all, I make no promises. Second, uh, speaking of Wednesday, speaking of Canada. Okay. Guess he's making their Canadian debut tonight in he's Toronto. Making their Canadian debut. That would be correct. I, I don't know. In Toronto. Wrestling, AEW? Wednesday night. Oh. Come on. AEW. Yes. They'll be in Toronto Orange tonight. Cassidy. He will be challenging in a rematch against uh, the Bastard Pock for the All-Atlantic Championship tonight. So he's going for the belt again. He is. Oh, he's going to get it this time. The, head, the main event is uh, Jericho for the uh, with defending the Ring of Honor versus uh, Brian Danielson. Is Gangrel back? He's not back yet. He made that one appearance. And he was, I know he did. He just died. Well, he, he did it with the, I think it was, he came out with the Hardys, I want to say, in the... It was the new brood. Yeah, and the Hardys, well, and Matt's still around, but Jeff, uh, Jeff's still dealing with some uh, legal issues off. Uh, outside the That's map, right. I guess you could say. I forgot about that. Yeah. Some again. not so cool stuff happened. Yeah, as usual with Jeff, unfortunately. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and then we have, uh, I think there's, uh, oh, your man, Ass Man's wrestling tonight. Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn is wrestling. He's wrestling against Swerve Strickland. Should be a fun match. Now, I saw that they had a DX reunion and the Ass Man wasn't there. What's up with that? Yeah, well, if you call it a reunion, they came out for like two minutes at the end of the show, gave their catchphrases and walked out. It wasn't really a, yeah. wasn't much of a reunion. I mean, it's all it takes. Uh, the best part was when I think, yeah, they did, um, Road Dog did his intro, but instead of saying badass Billy Gunn, he just held the mic up and the crowd yelled it. Which was which was nice. So why? Is there, I guess they can't do it because he's the AEW guy? Uh... The last event he did in, in their Hall of Fame thing, right before he left for AEW, Triple H said, go have fun in that piss ant company of yours. Ooh. And uh, that kind of started the... Am I allowed to say that, by the way? Yeah, you're good. Uh, and that's, <laughs> well, too late now. Uh, I'll blame it on Patrick. And then, yeah, and that kind of started uh, a little, little bit of bang, ang- angry between the two companies. Okay. I, don't th- I think it was more Vince. I don't think there should be... There's enough room for two wrestling companies for me. I have enough room in my heart for two. Text us the 2022-2020 season, A. Was that, did, they, did that guy say it or did I say it? Did he say it in the clip? He didn't or, say A, did he? No, I, I don't know if the texture is making fun of me for mis, mis, like messing that up or if he's if the referee said that. Hold on, I got to listen again. Hold on. I'm hoping it's the referee. Oh, so am I. To our great players and our great fans, our great welcome players. to opening night of the 2022-23 NHL season. Yeah. What's better? Yeah, he got it right. Yeah. I'd have better be Maybe I said it. Yeah. Who knows? I'm going to say some weird <laughs> stuff today. A boot. A boot. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton Sex Line. We can talk about uh, Kenny Payne's comments today at ACC Media Day because he did say some interesting things. I also heard him, uh, speaking of not being able to say competitors' names, I, I, did, I listened to his interview, most of it, 
uh, on with uh, with Drew this morning and uh, Jody Demling, who's down there at Charlotte for the a- ACC Media Day. Yeah, send that Cardinal Insider early. I love it when he's on road trips because I get him early. You got it, yeah. Oh yeah, yesterday's came, got all the yesterday's came at like noon. Today's came, today's came at like one fifteen. I don't know if you've love heard. It. I don't know if you've heard anything that he said. I just assume that you haven't at this point. Uh, Kenny, no, I have not. Okay. I saw I saw some of the like the headlines. I just didn't click on. Uh, you know me. I like going in fresh with you. Yeah. I don't want to see the helicopter scene first. I want to. I want to know. I want to learn everything and react on in in pure time. Yeah, you could like you know, cut up the interviews and like have audio clips and stuff ready. But in their in their in their clips on on Twitter. I mean, I don't think so. There's, Why not? There's because there's not because other people are doing. Well, I'm not allowed to do it also because of the the, the Cardinal Insiders. Like you can't you can't spoil what we're gonna play. I don't think that's it. <laughs> that's it's, on, it's on our station. That's what I'm going with. It's on our station. I think we can do that. <laughs> like you waking up at two thirty is the biggest. It's the biggest Actually, problem. Actually, I've woken up before two the last two days. Look at you. Well, yesterday I had to wake up because uh, the, when your news came around, I had to get up around eleven thirty ish to help try to figure out with Rashawn. And then uh, yeah, today I woke up at like one fifteen. Okay. I'm. I'm. Okay. I'm. I'm, I'm <laughs> is everything all right? No, my mattress is killing me. My I need a new mattress so bad. I'm my back. I just wake up and I just have like it's like a sharp pain in my lower back is killing me. You've been complaining about that mattress for a while. I know. It's well, time to make a play. I feel because I, I feel like I'm spoiled because the mattress I had before this. First of all, it's like the new first time I've ever owned a new mattress when I bought this one. But it's I've had it for now seven years. I shouldn't be that bad. And well, I'm a big guy and I got multiple big dogs with me too. Um and like but before that like I'd never had like a new mattress and the mattress I had I had that was like 20 years old. So, like, I feel like I want to get a new mattress, but I feel like I'm spoiled and I shouldn't have to after only seven years. I'm kind of with you. You know, so. But, the, I mean, there's a dip in the mattress. Like, like when I lay in the bed, if you roll too much to the center, it'll just, like, you'll fall into it. A little taco mattress? Yeah. That'll happen. It does. So, I got to get the extra firm. I'll take a couple of texts here before it we get. It was firm once. We can take a break and then we'll get to the media stuff, day stuff. But we'll take some texts first. But at the beginning of the show. Uh, people reacting. Uh, Texas says, Trevor, you need to play the Purdue fight song as the first song the day after Sat is fired. <laughs> I don't even have to look it up. I'll probably just go back with our our, our uh, welcome home montage that we did with uh, the day that we were we brought Bring Brom home back. Texas, the last time that Draymond Green assaulted someone, Cleveland won a championship. Which Cleveland sports team will reap the benefits of his latest endeavor? <laughs> we also tried to assault Russ Smith in the 2012 uh, Sweet 16, if you remember that. Russ like steals the ball from him, and Draymond just like shoves him. The only thing I saw Michigan State assault that day was the game of basketball. Forty-four points with the way they played. Lowest point total ever for a number one seed in the uh, second weekend. Should have been charged for that. That deserved an assault charge more than Devontae Adams. Texas, I'm glad you're back. I'm guessing that L. Ellis is neither a geography or an American history major because if the transcript is correct, when he was asked about what he was looking forward to about going to Hawaii, he replied, "Getting out of the country." (laughs) Well, (laughs) continental. (laughs) <laughs> i'll give him a slide on that one that's that's not that bad he met mainland exactly you know what he meant it is funny though first of all and, and by the way l ellis that's my shtick okay don't be taking my stuff <laughs> texas says uh rashad is great but him and trevor together are the biggest boomers alive we need you here mike to balance it out i did go major boomer yesterday and my i went boomer all over the analytics excuse which i hate I went boomer on the uh, the roughing the passer calls. I mean, I'm kind of. I think most people are with you. I don't think there's a boomer tag. Okay, I think most good. people are with you on both. Yeah, those. that was that certainly was certainly the roughing the passer stuff. Well, Trevor I mean, said he wouldn't foul up three. 
Oh yeah, I've always been. I've always been an advocate of not fouling up three. If there's less than ten seconds left, that's no three, secret. Me, me and Zach, me and Zach McCrite would go at this for hours. Yeah, I disagree with you there. Everybody does. I don't care. That's fine. I just, I'm not a fan of it. I think it's a uh, a pansy move. Texas, mm-hmm. you look. It's a pansy move. <laughs> trying to win. Trying to win. <laughs> look at you trying to be. It's like you, anyone can shoot a three down three. Just dunk it. Be a man I mean, and play, dunk it to get down one. Play some defense. If you can't stop them from hitting a three, then you know what? You don't. You deserve to go to overtime. It's a ridiculous stance. Who's going to foul? Because I can't do defense good enough. I mean, <laughs> Mike, how do you feel about going for two when you're up when you score a touchdown to go up seven? Going for two, I think it's dumb. I, I think it's dumb. I, I have no problem with them. With I the, get it. I, I get where they're coming from. I still kick, I kick the extra point. My, my biggest problem with is, isn't them going for two because, like I said, I have no problem with you, you kind of being ballsy with your calls or being you know aggressive. I just hate that they're always just instead of like being like, hey, I was aggressive, it backfired. It was the analytics. It was the, the analytics made me do you it. You don't like the safety net thing. I hate the analytics use. I mean, if you want, listen, it's just made more coaches be risky, and that's fine. I have really, as long as my coach isn't doing it, I don't care. Let me say also, like, when it was happening, I think there's also a difference between, like, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs doing it up seven than, than like, I don't know, you know, the Colts doing it right now. If you have a, if you're a team where it's, statistically, like, 60% or better that you're going to convert that two-point conversion, I think that's different than, like, a, it just kind of be like a last gasp. I still would have kicked the extra point in that situation, but when they did it, I was like, eh, I, I kind of get it. What I did not get was going for it after um, the, the who, are they, who are they playing? The Raiders. The, after the Raiders scored. I thought that was Yeah, with four thing. minutes to, to play. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. You could have been in overtime. I mean, everybody suddenly wants to be Dallas Carter in 1988. Just go for two every time. Yeah. It was almost like the Raiders were like, "You all went for two and didn't get it, so now we got to punish. I, we got to punish that decision." Yeah, it's like now we're gonna make you look really stupid by taking the lead. And I was like, "No, what, what are you doing? This is this, this seems." We are talking about Josh McDaniels. I mean, the dude's not exactly. <laughs> There's a look. UVA is no Clemson by any stretch, but Syracuse needed a last-minute field goal to beat them, and UVA's front seven was 18th nationally in sacks and 54th in tackles for loss. The numbers. Is he, is he trying to defend UVA to us or something? He, yeah, he's saying that they're better than we're giving them credit for. Um, which, well, I mean, that does, it's fine, but they're still worse than the worst team in the ACC. Doesn't mean anything less than that. The defensive numbers for UVA had been certainly, if you're looking to, to kind of spin that, you say, well, the offense with Brock Doman put up those numbers against UVA, but the UVA defense had been pretty good up until the last couple of weeks. And they were bad against Duke, a, a bad Duke offense that scored 38 on them, but they've been good before then. They, they, they certainly were better against Syracuse defensively than we were. Um, I mean, how much did we? Syracuse they, only, they held Illinois to twenty four points, which I guess is something. Well, Syracuse scored twenty two on them. How many Syracuse, Syracuse scored thirty on us? Thirty one. Yeah. Thirty one. So there's one score less. I mean, well, nine is more than one score. Well, if you go for a two point conversion or three point conversion, three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can tell you doing the math in your head right there. You're like, nope, that's not right. That's, that's, that's not going. The argument's not going to fly there. Close enough. Uh, <laughs> this is horseshoes and hand grenades. It's close enough. It's fine. Um, all right, I'll tell you what, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk about the Kenny Payne stuff. Uh, at ACC Media Day, Sidney Curry and LLs talked as well, but we'll focus on Payne's comments because I think they were the most interesting. And also, we don't hear a lot from Kenny Payne. So we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk about that. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on a Wednesday here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. I can't believe today was a good day.
He's in the bracelet all year, Mike. <laughs> but I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. People forget there was a brief. I know Tim McGraw is still popular now, but there was a period of time between like 93 and 95 where Tim McGraw and John Michael Montgomery basically ran this country. I couldn't name you one Michael Montgomery song. John Michael Montgomery? I know the name. He did I Swear before um, Boyz II Men did. I no, Swear. Mean, was it All for One? All for One, yeah. Okay, I always get it confused. Which, by the way, this, I told you during the break, I watched the Nothing to Lose movie last night. Uh-huh. It's got the I Got Skills song by All for One on there. <laughs> I God. forgot when he's when he's in the office and the radio goes <laughs> off on his little flashlight. That's the song that plays. I remember liking that movie when it came out. I mean, I haven't it, seen it since it came bad. out. I didn't know if it ha- held up or not. Short of, ba- it's probably I would say, not to you know, setting the bar really high, but Martin Lawrence's second best movie behind Bad Boys. Okay, I- I'm trying to think. Is there one I'm forgetting? Maybe with he's in. I mean, he's in a. He does. A, he did a bunch of movies like that with like Blue, Blue Streak, Streak yeah. and yeah, and that weren't very good. And this was and Tim Robbins does help carry it. I was a fan. I remember watching it. It is. Though. It was. It wasn't bad. Yeah, man, theme made me laugh. I remember yeah. that. But uh, how can you not hear this song and just not think of, like, is it the Chili's commercial? Yeah. Applebee's or Chili's? It's one of them. I think of they play it after every goal at Predators games. Oh, do they? And is that's from like, Nashville, I guess? Well, it's country music. Oh, okay. But I think, I know they live down there because they, remember they. A lot of musicians do. He and Faith Hill had the daughter who cheered against on, for that Montgomery Bell team that came up to play Trinity yes. a few years ago. And uh, yes. They were all over TV when they were playing. Is he still married to Faith Hill? Yeah. Okay. They're still going strong, I think. If, if not, then love's dead. If they're divorced, if they can't make it, then what help? Hope is there for the rest of us. I mean, you sound, you sound, you sound like love is dead. Like Bert, like uh, Bert and Lonnie in the eighties. It's like if they can't stay together. I mean, if they can't, yeah. <laughs> if these two are tired of sleeping with each other, then what help is there? For I the can rest just of tell us? when there's true love, like Donald and Ivana, <laughs> and Burton, Bert and Lonnie, Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande, Pete Davidson and whatever anybody. Yeah, how? I mean, that guy does give me hope, man. <laughs> Funny people, man. I mean, that's what I'm saying. But the thing is, is what he's not. He needs to put like a little like disclaimer on the bottom. Have to be funny, but also be skinny. He is skinny. Yeah, he's and probably that. famous helps too. Being famous helps as well. Rich, yeah. I would, I would assume so. It does. Trust me, it helps a lot. I would, I would guess. <laughs> uh, let's talk about ACC media today. Today, I'm gonna rip on Jim Phillips later because he's saying so many things that I hate right now, which is fine. <laughs> not surprised. Not surprising. His stance on. His stance on postseason in the two major college sports uh, could not be more opposite of mine. He stopped the playoff, and now he's saying we need to expand the NCAA tournament. I want him to die because that's say whatever you want. A little harsh, but okay. Don't touch the NCAA tournament. I feel very strongly about this. Don't touch the NCAA. Don't mess with perfection. Leave it alone. Perfection is actually sixty-four teams. I stand by that. Get rid of the playing games. Go back to sixty-four. It was perfect then, but I don't hate sixty-eight. If it expands anymore, I'm going to be furious. Don't do it. It's not time. Don't kill the bar, man. But Kenny Payne talked, obviously, at the podium. He did a bunch of different breakout sessions. I did hear him on with uh, with, with uh, Drew Diener and Jody Demley this morning. And he said a lot of interesting things. And it was a conversation that I think the Louisville fans, just judging based off of social media, and once again, I know not everybody's on Twitter or on, going to websites or on message boards or what have you, but judging you. what I can <laughs> see, it, it seemed to kind of be something that, an interview that people really liked. And it made me think, we got to get this man talking more. Like, like you know, why are we doing so few of these? Every time he talks, it seems to galvanize people. It seems to put fans that are maybe a little bit restless or a little bit nervous, it seems to put them at ease. I would love to hear more from Kenny Payne, but it was great to hear from him today. The one thing, I guess we can start with this, the one thing that he did say that I think nobody agreed with and I will never agree with is he was asked about, you know, you and John Calipari have talked about 
the rivalry and you guys are clearly friends still and you spent time at UK. Like, do you think it's important to hate the other side in this, in this rivalry, which has so much hate in it? And he was like, no, no, no. He's like, I always love Kentucky. I love my time there. And then he said, which is fine. I get it. He worked there for a long time. He, he and Cal are clearly close. But then he said, I hope we get to a point where we can start cheering for one another when we're not playing each other. Well, that didn't happen. And right away I was like, I, I hope I can be you know, the king of Jupiter and a billionaire one day. Like, I, I wish I could be tall and short at the same time. It's, it, it, I mean, it's not happening. Not, no, it, that's never going to happen. I will have to hate Kentucky enough for both of us because if you're not going to hate them, I'm just going to have to hate them doubly. Like, I, I will never cheer for them unless it, I've always said this. I'll never cheer for Kentucky unless it directly benefits Louisville and in like an extreme way. Because on, on the surface, every Kentucky win, if you're talking like strength of schedule and like overall program perception, benefits Louisville in some small way in all sports, you know, because you want to have the strongest schedule possible. But it would have to be like Louisville gets in the NCAA tournament only if Kentucky wins this game for me to root for them. And even then, I'd probably throw up seven to eight times during the course of the game. I probably wouldn't be able to watch. I would just like look at the score afterwards and be like, okay, cool, we're going to the NCAA tournament. But that's it. Like I, I, I will never root for that. Kentucky. Like I mean, may, maybe if I have money on the game, but even if I do that and I and I still lose, I don't actually money on the game. I don't even care. I would never bet on Kentucky for that reason. Well, I've but if it was like Louisville, Louisville's going to the Final Four. Louisville's getting into the College Football Playoff. If only if Kentucky wins this game, then I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll root for them here. But outside of that, I'm never pulling for them. I'll, I never have, never will. No. Not going to happen. And so I root for whoever they play. Yeah. Was it was that old like every old man's like refrigerator sticker that they used to have like my two favorite teams are louisville and whoever's playing kentucky yeah oh yeah the first time i saw that i was i like, think i still have that it's right next to the the frog that looks sad and says i'm too broke to pay attention <laughs> <laughs> the first time i ever saw it it was on my my buddy weber's uh, fridge growing up i'm probably nine years old i'm like this is this, this is the height of comedy nothing could ever top no. this this is incredible it's so true it's it, it's it's so funny yet so true. This is why refrigerator stickers exist, and I, I stand by that. Do people still use magnets on refrigerators like that? We have, but they're like kids' magnets. We have, mean, like, we have like dinosaurs and animals and Peppa Pig stuff. I was just wondering, do people, I, still, I still have. I even have like the one of the, like the Louisville schedule magnets on my fridge. We we I think we used to. We we have some of those, but no, mostly it's just like the kids' magnets. Because I have a collection dominate. of those, like in in my in my one of my rooms that has like the old furnace. It's like because right, let's stay focused here. I know, but I've got like the old schedules going back to the one of my favorites, which is from like the '92 season. Okay, it's pretty cool. I have the 2005 schedule poster in my room. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, see, I have the '97 cool. one with uh, with the Juan Wheat, Alvin Sims, and Bozak uh, yeah. back in the day. I think I still have it somewhere. I need to put that up. I got a bunch of stuff I got to get up in the basement. Anyway. <laughs> you can get to work, man. Payne also talked about the the rivalry overall, and he reiterated something that he said a couple of times this year, which I agree with, which it's on Louisville to make this a rivalry. It's not on Kentucky. We've got to get up to their level in order for this to get back to being a true rivalry, which on one hand, sure, they've they, they've done it. On the other, they have not beaten us since before the pandemic existed. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're on like a four-year winning streak. We'd never heard of, of COVID. We'd never heard of the coronavirus. Nobody had been infected with COVID the last time Kentucky beat Louisville in men's basketball. So I mean, there is there is there is some people that that say, most of them run OAAN or whatever, but that COVID was created by UK to avoid playing in, uh, Louisville. Makes sense. Yeah, they lost that game. They're like, we're done. We're out. <laughs> we're t- we can't take this on anymore. We're not playing these guys anymore. <laughs> what, do, what can you do? And Brad Calipari in the back room goes, "Hey, did you ever see this movie Outbreak?" <laughs> Chris Mack was still a popular Louisville coach the last time Kentucky beat Louisville in men's basketball. Well, and it took overtime. Well, had one less FBI investigation. 
We did the Jimmy Carter was president the last time Kentucky beat Louisville in men's basketball. So you know, I I see what you're saying. I see I what you're trying to say, name. Coach. I was going to say Tim, whatever his name. I was about to come. Tim McGraw was still popular in New Zealand. T- I like it. I love it. it had just come out the last time that. Uh, that no, what was our assistant McMahon's McMahon Ross McMahon. Yeah, he was still. Yeah, he was still in New Zealand, wasn't he? Yeah, well, yeah, he, he was. <laughs> That's a real one. But uh, I, I see what he's saying, and it's it's fine. Like, he's not wrong. I think most Louisville fans saw that, and you know, people were like, "Oh, Louisville's going to get mad about this." Like every, every Louisville fan's like, "No, of course no. He's, he's right. We we get it. They they have we've won three times since John Calipari took over there. We need to win more." Uh, Payne, I, I thought the maybe the most interesting thing that he said to me was about Kamari Lands specifically. He got asked about, you know, Kamari Lands, very good freshman. You know, what can he add to the, this team this year? And he. He clearly has very high expectations for Kamari because he said if Kamari lands, if we're talking about him as like playing like a freshman, like even an all ACC freshman, we're in trouble. He said we need him to be like a, a sophomore or a junior for this team to be good. We have Gino him. Line. Is it? it? Sounds like something Patino would say. I could see. Kind of. Yeah. I could see that. Uh, the Patino would be like, he's a freshman. We're not. Ta- we're not talking about yeah. him. <laughs> Who? <laughs> you True. might see him in January. Good boy, yeah, That's, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Payne was talking. He said Kamari lands like he has to be a sophomore or a junior. He has to play with that level of maturity, that level of confidence for us to to achieve our goals this year. Uh, that was interesting. He also was was asked about naming Jalen Withers, Sidney Curry, and L. Ellis as the captains, and he said, you know. From this point forward, like I, I called these guys into my office and I said, I think it'd be special if you guys were the captains this year, just because you guys were on the team last year who went through so much, you know, all the the turmoil, all the the losing. It'd be cool for you guys to jumpstart this next era of Cardinal basketball. And he said, from this point forward, if people out there aren't giving maximum effort, if they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing, doing during practice or during you know, lifting, during workouts, what have you, I'm not, I'm not going to yell at him. I'm not going to jump on him. You have to do that. You have to take that on yourself, which was – that did kind of remind me of a Patino thing. Um, the Patino always – I think he did it where the team would vote for the captains. It sounds like uh, Kenny Payne in this case just took them on himself and was like, you guys are going to be the captains. I mean, I, I, would, I would think the team would probably vote the same three guys. I would guess so. I think it would be a matter of just like, are you going to have two or three? Because if it's three, it's going to be those three. If yeah. it's two, it's going to be probably Ellison. Yeah, Curry. but if you're doing – then that's then you don't want – then you're got like, why would you only pick two of those two and not yeah. the third? I yeah, mean, for sure. Um, not uh, not to completely pull out the uh, the bone saw and do a, a press conference uh, autopsy here, but you know it's a bye week in football and yeah. we don't hear Payne talk very much. So, what better time to do it? We haven't seen him coach a game yet. The Lance comment about needing him to be a sophomore or junior does that make you a little worried that he, he he looks at this what we've seen so far and seen the three captains and maybe they haven't progressed well enough to that. We do need someone to be step up into that set in that area. No, because I, I think that's kind of it doesn't surprise me because I look at the roster and it's kind of what I see when I look at the roster. Like yeah, you, you but, need him to step up and be. I'm not. I'm not saying that he's. I don't think Kenny Payne is saying like he needs Kamari Lance to step up and be like this team's best player. I think he needs him to be on the level of guys like L. Ellis and Jalen Withers and Sidney Curry, a for consistent us to be good. contributor for sure. I mean, I, I think. Like, like we said, if he is going to start at the two, which I think if the season started today, he'd be your starting two guard, which I know Payne doesn't like positions and basketball and all that stuff. And well, he, t- he did talk about that. So. But we can say he's at the two guard. Yeah, shooting guard. He has to be like a, a guy who's going to be able to give you 
15 to 18 every now and then. Doesn't have to average that, but every, he has to be capable of putting up those types of numbers. Especially if, because another thing that Kenny Payne said this year was he wants LLs, even though he was been, for the most part, a scoring guard throughout his career, he wants him to be past first, score second, which is going to be a huge difference for I mean, LLs, when he was at his best last year, it was. He was going YOLO mode. Like we were losing games to you know North Carolina and Michigan State, and he was ISO. I'm going to score. He didn't have a whole lot of games where he was sharing the ball and, and setting up guys and making great plays for his teammates. Like that wasn't his mo last year. And apparently, according to Payne, like he's going to be a he's going to play like a true point guard this year. I don't know. He's got to have guys to score. If that's I, I work. don't want to force him to do that though. If it's going to be. I don't know if the juice is worth the squeeze doing that with. Them. I'm kind of with you. I mean, like, because how many times have we seen in the past, and I'm sure there's other examples, I don't know why, but the first one that comes to my mind is Tony Delk, of a coach saying, we want you to be our point guard and be a point guard. And then you get about two weeks in the season, you realize, oh, our point guard can score like a, a mojo. Let's just let him be. Let him be or a, he's our best scorer. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't like trying to change a kid. It just add, I mean, completely alters position and how he plays the game. I mean, I, I'm not saying you can't like maybe you know wheel it back in terms of the shoot. Maybe instead of taking you know three shots every one pass, maybe even it out to two. But I'm not a fan of doing that. I, I, I don't. Even, I can't even think of an example where it's worked. You have to have because we talked. Another example is his last year after Peyton Steve graduated. We tried to do it with Russ Smith a little bit. Yeah, and, there you go. And he he did have game. I mean, Kino again. <laughs> he, I think he had 14 assists in his senior day game, which was more of him trying to make a statement than anything else in that game against UConn. But for the, like Russ Smith was a score first guard. Exactly. Everybody knew it, and I think that's that's L Ellis's game as well. And the issue that that L has that Russ did not have back in 2014 is we don't know if he has scores around him. Like, I mean, he had Siva, who was a point guard too. I mean, well, no, I'm saying well, 2014. Yeah, because okay. 2013 we knew he's playing off the ball. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Russ was Siva was was the point guard. Russ was the two. If LL is let's say he does do this effectively. Let's say he's he's beating his guy off the bounce. He's bringing other defenders to him, and he's kicking it out to Mike James for a wide open three, or Kamari Lance for a wide open three. If those guys aren't capable of hitting that shot at a near forty percent clip, then what are we really doing here? Um, I think that's the issue: is do we have that talent around him? And that's I think that's where Payne's comment about Kamari Lance needing to be a sophomore or junior kind of comes up again. Like he's got to be that good to allow LLs to play this way, the way that we want him to play. And other guys are going to have to step up, too. We need Mike James to be really good as well if he's going to get a lot of playing time. And he awesome. spoke highly of James today. He said he loves yeah. guys that are versatile, that can play multiple positions, and said you know, he's got as much want to as anybody on the team. He does everything that's asked of him. Um, I, he he kind of – maybe I'm reading too much into his words, but he did seem to hint that maybe he's not back to 100% just yet. It takes a long time to get over an injury like that. He was Achilles, wasn't he? Yeah, because he was kind of talking about he's, he's, like, he's got great want to, and he didn't talk as much about his skill set and like him being a, a dynamic player, which Jeez. was what we'd been hearing about him this time last year before he got hurt, was how surprisingly good he was and competing for a starting spot. I mean, you get an Achilles you're, to get 100%, you're looking like a year and a half. And that's, I mean, he's, I know he was dunking. and, and I know You he can got, play after a year, but to be 100%, you're looking about a year and a yeah. half, a little more maybe. I know he got cleared, and we're right about the, at the one-year mark. I think it was October 11th yeah. where he got hurt last year. So um, that was something that I, I kind of picked up on. The other thing about the backcourt, since we're talking about it, he broke the news to me, at least, that Hersey Miller, Masterpiece Son, is apparently on scholarship. I know that was originally the plan, and then he came here as a walk-on. Back and forth. <laughs> he because yeah, and I don't know if he like meant to say that because he's he's like he's like well, Hersey's he's on scholarship, 
But then he added afterwards, he's like, I see all of our walk-ons as being on scholarship. Like, we want all of them to play. And I'm like, <laughs> like so, so is he? Like, Which one? <laughs> he said definitively that Hersey Miller was on scholarship. I'm taking him for his word there. I'm having a conversation with my ex-girlfriend. It, it was, <laughs> but then afterwards, he's like, he's like, but all of our walk-ons are on scholarship. I'm like, well. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't mean they're not a walk-on. <laughs> yeah, I, was kind of, I, I kind of did a double take. I'm like, I see what you're trying to say, but. That's not really. I'm more confused about Hersey Miller than I ever was before. I think he's on scholarship. <laughs> he's on the roster, so officially he's on scholarship, right? Well, no, because technically all walk-ons are, are scholarship, according to, to. Well, yeah, if you're using the word, <laughs> he meant to say like we expect all of our walk-ons to be able to play, and he said that you know two minutes if we're in a close game with two minutes to go, we expect everybody on our team to work hard enough to be ready to go in at that time and for us to have confidence in them in that situation. We expect him to say that. Yeah. But it, it it's funny if like, we got to walk on in there. We're screwed guys. Like, <laughs> besides my son. Yeah. Um, Hersey, he, you know, he said he's, he's a tireless worker, very good defensive player. Uh, if he hadn't been injured, things would have gone differently for him. He was a scholarship D1 player before this, uh, all those things. Mm-hmm. He also talked about Fabio Basili being a guy that can help us out a lot. And he said, he, he mentioned, he likes having Hersey there because Hersey's pushing Fabio. Like, it's not just a, which I assume he meant for the backup point guard job. I would hope. Because it's not going to be just a deal where if L. Ellis needs a five-minute break, it's automatically those minutes are going to Fabio Basile. He's saying Hersey Miller's pushing for those minutes too, which is good. I mean, more competition uh, is, is, is always a good thing. I don't think that's breaking new ground. But I liked hearing that, that, that Hersey Miller is, what? is competing. Yeah, no. I disagree. <laughs> Did you just come up with that? <laughs> You're Dude, brilliant. you are awesome. <laughs> um, Man, has no one ever thought of this before? <laughs> I'm trying to think of other things that he said. He, I mean, he talked about positionless basketball a lot, which has become one of his things. Um, you know, he, he mentioned Louisville Live next week. They're making a, I, I don't, I can't tell you what the ticket sales are. I know when you log on to Ticketmaster, there's still a lot of available seats. I think they're they're really trying to push that. that. Explains why Ticketmaster was trending earlier. Yeah, I know U of L is is really really trying to push that because it's going to be a big time weekend for them recruiting wise. You've got some of the best players in the 2024 and 2025 class, and also your top target in the 2023 class, all in town, all potentially swayed by this one weekend. You want this thing to be as big as possible, and he he went back to that line that he throughout there at his opening press conference it's like i need you like if this is going to work like you guys got to help me out a little bit here so certainly he's encouraging you to show up for louisville live a week from friday now just nine days away um that was a, a clear message there because they're trying to, to get some momentum on the recruiting trail and it's not going to work if that event is just kind of a dud i kind of know i i have full faith that the little fans will show up in, in, in full they have the last Three times, yeah. so I, I, mean, I assume that that's going to happen. I mean, yeah. Louisville fans. I mean, unless you give us a reason to want not want to help you, you know, Chris Mack, uh, then then you're. Then I think you will. I think it'll be it should be impressive. No, I on, hope so because I won't be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the guard situation, uh, Ellis got asked about this as well, and he said, I, "I get really upset every time I hear people say that we don't have guards." I have a freshman, I have a sophomore, and I have two more freshmen that are going at me each and every day, making me better. I know I have guys on my roster like that, and they are making me better. It's been good having teammates like that that are pushing me, and having guys that I know are going to be successful at this level is good. We have everybody on this team that can play any position. Payne was just talking about having players that are positionless. So, again, the positionless thing is going to continue. Curry can play point guard? Yeah. (laughs) Have you seen that video of him hitting the threes? (laughs) What's the (laughs) – going to put LLs at the center? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there's a limit. There's a limit. But positionless basketball. Yeah. doesn't matter where you go. 
but you're going to start at this spot. I mean, Ellis is naming off all these point guards. Why are we complaining about needing guards? We got four of them, apparently. We got at least four. Who's this? I guess this, who's the other one? Who am I forgetting? It was uh, I, I mean, Miller. Is this uh, two freshmen? I'm assuming, Fabio. I'm assuming he's referring to Devin Ree and Kamari Lands as the two freshmen that can okay. play guard. Yeah, but I mean, then if you're playing, you're, you're being vague when you say guard too. Yeah, it's not. We we I don't. I, that's the thing. I don't think we ever. We 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 didn't need guards. We needed point guards. Well, at one point we need guards too. Well, true. We, <laughs> I think we still do, but that's okay. That's we'll find out in short order. We got less than a month away until the opening night against Bellarmine, November 9th. We'll find out all the answers to these questions. We'll start finding out here in just a, I guess. Less than a couple of weeks with the red-white scrimmage on the 22nd and then well, the 23rd, and then we'll get uh, exhibition play shortly after that. It's gonna, do, you, do you take a lot from the red-white scrimmages? Usually no, but this I year I think so. I think, yeah. Yeah, I guess there's – we we, We've seen like 5% point, of the yeah. roster play, and it, it was – I mean, I don't know how much you even take away from last year. Like how much do you – I mean, Jay, a guy like Jalen Withers, how much do you read into how he played last year? He was playing a totally different system than he's going to be asked to play in this year. Uh, Sidney Curry – how does he carry over his end of the season stuff? Ellis kind of the same way up and down. And then everybody else, it feels like we're going in fresh. Like JJ Trainer barely played last year. Uh, Brent Huntley Hatfield didn't play a whole lot of the roster almost. Yeah. I mean, you know, and then a whole bunch of newcomers. So I think Wheeler. Mike James is still very much a mystery. Roosevelt Wheeler, I think, is still very much a risk mystery. Um, I'm very curious to see one, who's playing where and, yeah. and like how the offense is going to look. And then two, just how the overall team looks. Like we've we've heard we get a lot of these videos, and the UFL media, social media department does a great job. We've seen very little, like, you know, like one minute scrimmaging, like, like videos of all that stuff. It's just like a highlight here, a highlight there. I want to see these guys go at it for like a solid 45 minutes. I'm no, I'm very, got, very interested to see how this plays. I'm out. trying to think. I mean, this might be one of the more anticipated, I guess, in a while. I mean, because even last year, I guess, and there was mystery, but. I just, I don't know. I, I just, it didn't, I didn't, it, I wasn't intrigued as I am this year, I guess. Maybe yeah. it's also with the coaching. New change. coach, for sure. New coaching is that the, because I do want to, as much as I want to see some of the players out there, I want to see what he does. I want to see him on the sideline. I'm same. I mean, yeah, new coach changes everything yeah. too, new system. I mean, we don't even really know still what the new system is going to look yeah. like or how exactly it's going to, to play out, what we're going to look like defensively. We can guess, but we haven't seen any definitive evidence yeah. that this is the way. I mean, what if we come out in like a 1 3 1 zone on both ends? Like, well. <laughs> Was not expecting this. Start running a triangle, too. Our, yeah. <laughs> We're going four corners on him. All right. This well, is, I will be the first program in history to do a gimmick defense in a, in a scrimmage game. <laughs> this is going to be interesting. We'll, we'll find out. Now, next Wednesday, there's an open practice, open to students only. I saw that. Uh, and I'll have my UofL student ID. Hey! Do you think I can pass the student? No. I don't know if they'll let me in. Uh but I'll have a student ID because I take a dual credit with U of L. There you go. Oh, okay. Let's see if they let me in. See if they catch me. Can we get, so, Trevor, do you want to use my old law ID to try to make something happen here? I was thinking more. I mean, when is the scrimmage? What was Wednesday? It's, it's a practice. Yeah. What, what time though? Practice. It's at three thirty. I won't be at the show next. Live Wednesday. reports. I'm th- you read my look. Look at this. This is why streaming we're live. Get the YouTube live cameras report. up here. We can we do? We can you get you on the phone and do a live report from the practice? Sure. Why not? <laughs> Patrick's spying in there. Like, talking to the team. Everybody's we can have him wear a Groucho, ma- a Groucho Marx mask. And, like, have the the Bobby Valentine Yeah, mustache. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Have him have the nose and the mask and the glasses on. It's like, why is he trying to hide his identity? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows this guy looks Who like. Who are you? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> is that the Rutherford Show spy? 
But he's wearing a big X t-shirt. <laughs> you heard it here. Uh, intern Patrick with an update live from the students only yes. practice next week. That'll be fun. We'll be the only ones. That, so tune in here next week. That'll happen. We'll, we'll, we'll feel good about that. We'll take a break. We'll come back. <laughs> Hour number two is on the way. We will uh, hit up the Thornton sex line at 502-414-1450. If you've got thoughts, questions, comments, topic ideas, concerns, hit us up there. We'll read those in, in the second hour. Before we do, though, reminding you about our friends over at AirServe. If you have issues with your AC or heating, it's that weird time of the year where it's getting... 85 degrees one day, 45 degrees the next. It's going to cause heating and air conditioning problems if you're constantly going from one to the other. If you need to have somebody come to your house and fix this in short order, no matter what time of the day it is, AirServe has you covered because they have technicians available for you 24-7. Call them at 502-264-9662. That's 502-264-9662. Somebody will be able to come out to your house or your place of business and get the air or the heat Going in short order, whether it's too hot, too cold, too dry, or too polluted, AirServe is going to make sure that you are comfortable and breathing the highest quality air. You can also visit them online at airserve.com. We'll take a break. Our number two is on the way next here. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 The Big X. Hour number two of the Mike Rutherford show. Jeffers into it. I can always tell he's into it when he's doing the head thing. We get the, the eyes down, vibing. Come on, how can you not get into this? I like it. I got bad news for you, though. Aww. Your boy, your favorite, Alex Jones. That's my Must pay. My world's favorite influencer. Must pay $965 million. Trump change, right? In the Sandy Hook defamation trial. He apparently found out while recording, I guess, his, his show and just said, this must be what hell's like. They just read out the damages, even though you don't got the money. I mean, does he? What's his, what's his, every paycheck he makes goes to them now, I guess. I guess. I, mean, I don't think he has a billion dollars. I know he has more than what he was saying. That was one of the things that came out when they, when they got his cell phone. But uh, I don't think he's got a billion dollars. Would he have, like, unwritten, uncashed checks hidden in the wall? He, yeah, I mean, they just, you know, he was talking about how, like, you know, they raised a bunch of money. People are supporting this guy. They're like, you got to donate to him. But, uh, he's, he's, I'd uh, make fun of him, but I got people donating to me to go to the Super Bowl soon. I'd mock. <laughs> I think it's a little different. I mean, they're both. <laughs> I think it's a little bit different. I don't, I don't, I don't hate you for, for taking money to go to the Super Bowl. But, Thank uh, you. Your boy. <laughs> You'd let mine to come around February this year again. <laughs> Rough day for your boy, uh, Alex Jones. My boy, it's your boy. Billion dollars in debt now. Billion dollars in debt. Couldn't happen to a better guy. Here I am, th- here I am complaining about student loans. <laughs> Are you still complaining? You still have student no, loans? No, no. I was going to say, I, I still have it took me a, It took me a while, though, because I was only paying, like, I think, like, 100 bucks a month or something. It was it was like 70, it was cheap I was paying. And I had almost two years of, I mean. Yeah, I still got undergrad and my one year of law school. I'm still paying off. Cause I, and, I, and I took, like, the max loan amounts, because I'll be honest with you. I mean, that was, like, paid my rent. 
I mean, I, that was I had to because I was I mean I was working two jobs, but you know you don't make a lot of money and sometimes and that was that, that was how I was I was living. When I get those, those student loan checks, like a little bit would go to books, used books of course, and the rest was like food. <laughs> I can eat this. something other than the leftovers I'm stealing from Roadhouse. All right, uh, let's go to the Thornton sex line here. 502-414-1450. We talked a little football at the beginning. We talked uh, ACC Media Day stuff in the second segment. Now we want to hear from you at 502-414-1450. We love Thornton's. We love the Thornton sex line. Texas says, Mike, do you think you are overcompensating with your U.K. hatred because you used to be a fan? I have never been a U.K. fan in my entire life. You can check. The, I don't know if they're thinking of you because you used to go to games. And uh, Yeah, and, and I'll be honest. I mean, full disclosure, for a while I didn't root heavily against U.K. football. Just only basketball. I have always rooted heavily against both. I've never well because the football team until you know maybe fifteen years ago, they were just kind of like the lovable losers. And then when after the rich Brooks, the how mummy a little bit actually I'd say how football just didn't care when how mummy got there and they started getting cocky with Tim Couch. That's when I started getting annoyed by it, and that's when I started was like you know what I'm laughing at you pouring you know prematurely pouring your coach over on with Gatorade baths and. Getting blown out by Auburn and Tennessee and everybody else you play. Like now, I'm now I'm gonna enjoy it. Now I think my so my dad he grew up obviously being a big Louisville fan, but he was kind of of the from the era where they didn't play and it was just kind of like yeah, like I don't you know I don't no, actively root against Kentucky. You're talking about football, right? Both. Oh, like, well, both. Yeah, exactly. Playing basketball eighty three. And then he after this before he was with the team when he was working for the Courier Journal. They they sent him to write a book where he kind of did the. Season on the brink, John Feinstein thing. It was on the heels mm-hmm. of that with the Indiana season. He was embedded with the UK basketball team in the uh, I want to say eighty three, eighty four season. It was right before I was born, like yeah. a year and a half before I was born. That was, I mean, that's that was the Final Four team, Georgetown. And then he, after that experience, would never root for UK in anything again <laughs> and actively hated Kentucky. So I was born into that. I was born into that hatred. Yeah, I've never had a yeah. I don't, I don't know where that text is coming from. Um, I, I've. There's never been a part of me where I'm like, yeah. And I guess just a few years behind me that you are would probably put you at that right age to where you didn't have a chance to look at Kentucky football and Bill Curry as those, those goofy losers. No, they were always kind of goofy losers. Like I, I, I probably grew up hating Ohio State football more than I hated Kentucky football just because Kentucky football was irrelevant. I just didn't yeah. care about them. I never hated Ohio State just because I had some friends up from Columbus. And I, I like, never liked them. Like, yeah, I, I remember like hearing about Joey Galloway while he was in high school before he even got to Columbus. And like my friends would be talking about how great he is up in Ohio and – Yada, yada, yada. Never, never did I feel old one day when I was sitting with Nick Coffey and I had to inform him that Joey Galloway was a former player. I was like, now, now I just feel bad. Now. Nick should have known that. Yeah, I think so, too. He should have known that. Because Galloway's not that old, right? No, I mean, I mean, Nick, Nick's not that much younger than I am. He's like three, I think he's like three years younger I think than I was two years say, younger than I am. Yeah, no, he's not. I mean, he's got a good knowledge of like history, but I was just, like, it was one of those moments I was like, dude, Nick, come on. I love you, man. But Texas says, which one player do we need to have a breakout year for us to make the tournament and overperform? Well, it can't just be one guy. It's going to no. have to be multiple guys. Well, I mean, what was the definition of breakout? I mean, I guess any you would have been both guys because anybody. There's no expectations for any of these guys, really, in terms of like them being all yeah. conference. Like, like there's nobody. Any monster season where a guy is like all ACC third team good would technically be a breakout season for anybody on this roster. Even a good, just a you know, fifteen point game, third team honorable mention would be a breakout for, for anybody sure. on this. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think that kind of a hard thing to, to turn it's a but, tough question to answer yeah. the way that i'll phrase it i think the most important player on this team is ls because if you look around and you say mm-hmm. if ls is just bad or if he's just slightly below average there's almost no hope of louisville doing what this texture is asking which is overachieving and making the ncaa tournament like he has to be a good player 
for Louisville to have a shot because he's going to be your primary ball handler. I think he's pro- still pro- – I know they're saying they want to be a pass-first guard. He's probably going to be your high-scoring backcourt player. That, that would be my guess. You can say things like Brandon Huntley-Hatfield can establish himself as a legit NBA talent. Um, Sidney Curry can establish himself as a like one of the best centers in the ACC. Jalen Withers can realize the potential that we've seen in him. I don't think any of it matters if you don't have one guard that's carrying you know, the load capably, and that's what we're going to ask LLS to do. Well, that specifically because you have if you don't have guard play in college basketball, you're not getting very exactly. far. I mean, that's just the nature of the beast. And and also with Ellis, like if I if I under that circumstances, I would I would probably lean Ellis over Curry because at least whether it pans out or not, if Curry doesn't have that kind of year, like you said, you could go with a Hatfield maybe. At that, at that area, or or a Wheeler, and maybe have a chance at one of those. Ellis doesn't pan out. Yeah, I mean, I know he's. Go? I mean, I can't even decide if Miller's a walk on or a scholarship player, let alone somebody. But he's playing a lot. Let alone somebody that can play. I mean, so I mean that, that's. I, I would have to say L. Ellis is probably the the biggest key. TJ texted in earlier. Hey, DJ, what up? And I actually like this. He, to the tune of the get down click. Ruleville, Ruleville. Have you seen the Met Rule stuff that's out there? No. I, I mean, like, I know he got fired, but. There was a story on 24-7 Sports about um, which college program he would potentially fit the best with. And the guy, I think it's Zach Ivins. I hope I'm, I'm getting that right. Whoever wrote it, who's a college football insider, yeah. said like Louisville's sort of a kind of an under-the-radar good landing spot for right. Matt Rule. Should, right. uh, should that job open up? Um, that's I kind of wish he had never said that because God knows what it's going to open up in terms of message boards and texts we'll get. But okay, Ruleville though would be fine. Ruleville, it's rolls right off the tongue. As that is, yeah, that would be kind of cool. <laughs> Texas but it's uh, no bring Brom home. Texas says Bet MGM, one of the biggest names in sports betting, will have its sports books open year round at Great American Ballpark starting in January. I saw this. He says, currently the only other MLB stadiums with its own sports book is Nationals Park in Washington, D.C. Yes, another reason, maybe the biggest one, to support and go see the Reds. Also, it kind of makes it hard to say no more Pete Rose. They, I saw that? a lot of the Red sites when they announced the news had like his picture in the image, <laughs> yeah, I mean, which was... They do have a statue of Rose, though, at, at Great American, don't they? They don't, but they have the... Oh, I thought they had... Didn't they used to? I... No, the, the amount of bats that they have around the... Um, the the fire stacks it's like a it's, it's like a subtle tribute yeah i love when it, i kind of like when they do subtle tributes yeah that they have his, his number penn um, state did one of those i think i saw a special number they had the same. wall with the the, the yeah. panels yeah it was really cool yeah uh it's the same kind of thing because they're not i think officially allowed I, to make any sort of reference to him i, just, I mean he, but he's in there, like their hall of fame though right i don't even know i don't know if that's even allowed i couldn't tell you i mean i i, I thought i don't know why i thought he had a statue up there that, is, is there that, sta- definitely does not have a statue. Is there who's is there a statue of a red at, at Great American? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, maybe bench. I don't know. I saw too today that the Kansas uh, the, the Kansas lottery that runs their their sports betting stuff announced that their handle they made one point two nine six million dollars in revenue during September from sports betting. Who did the state of Kansas? I didn't know Kansas had sports gambling. They do. I didn't know that. What are we doing, Kentucky? What are we? We have 1.5 million more people. Because Ohio just passed the in-person gambling just recently. Right, they're good to go. Yeah. You had it, you could do it online. Because some states it's weird. Some you can do online. Some you have to do in person. Some you can do in person. We can't do online. We have 1.5 million more people in the state of Kentucky than they have in Kansas. And also, it's I think it's similar Listen. in terms of like we're big into college sports. We have NFL teams close. We like like 
there's nothing to say that we wouldn't be bringing in about the same amount of revenue that Kansas is right now from sports betting. They took a handle of $160 million, 527361 That's how much was bet. And they made a revenue of about $1.3 million. Are we the only state that is so Probably, yes. ass backwards that we don't legalize either gambling or marijuana? Yeah. Like every, I think there's at least one. I think I don't know. If there's a state. That, we are one. We've looked this up before. I thought Kansas. There's, there's I thought several. Kansas had both illegal. There's there's a there's a few that has that that's still holding out like us, but it's they are dwindling. I mean, it's like Alaska. It's like, a, it's like eleven or twelve states now. <laughs> and also, even, we have. I mean, we bet on horse racing. Gambling is legal. Here. I mean, I guess so. So I don't know if that. Right. I mean, it's I, not technically sports betting though. I mean, I guess Tennessee maybe is one of them. I know we. I'm assuming I'm just going to go south with all these because it's probably where it all is. Didn't Tennessee just pass it? I mean, maybe they did. I think, I think every bordering state now has legal sports betting or is about to have. Legal, I mean, I think West Virginia betting. offers sports gambling. I'm pretty sure. I mean, We're the dumbest state in the world. Mississippi maybe doesn't do both. Alabama. That, so again, that, that's Kentucky. Look, look, look at what I'm saying here. That's the group you're sitting in, guys. Mississippi, Alabama. You really, you really want to be a part of that, that, that be at that, sitting at that table at lunch? Well, we've been sitting at that table at lunch. I mean. Any negative stat, that's, we're the Holy Trinity. We're all down God, there. We're behind Kansas. Kansas, people. You ever been to Kansas? No. D- don't. <laughs> it's horrible. Um, <laughs> Texas says, did you see the Donda Academy Pledge of Allegiance? I did. No, what? What is it, Patrick? It was like. They were like all like it's almost like a really dark room. And like Is it a real thing? All the kids are wearing all black and like they're like they're good. saying "Good morning, Donda." What's "Good morning, Donda"? They were like so that's Donda Academy is Kanye West School where AJ Johnson goes to school. Oh, it's one of the made up schools. It's Donda Academy. Donda was the name of his mom. Okay, it's where Rob Dillingham. Rob Dillingham goes there as well. Oh, the recruit. Okay, going to UK. Yeah, check so, those transcripts. So that's the that, there's an actual official pledge for Donda Academy. They were. They were, I don't know if it was their pledge, but they were singing. I don't I, It was very, they were all wearing all black, and it was a very Kanye dimly doing? lit room. What's happening right He's now? He's just a weird dude, man. That's, uh, I don't know what to say about that. That's very strange. I've, never I've not it. seen it. I, I'm, I'm one of the weird people that's like not a big Kanye music fan either. I just didn't do it for me. Texas, I really uh, looked, it really looked like Brock went through his progressions once he settled into the QB role after the first quarter. Malik seems to uh, go through maybe one option before preparing to go to the QB run option. Malik never seems comfortable going through more than that. And uh, also, didn't the running backs and receivers seem to be ready to receive and get the ball when they saw Brock was going through the progressions versus Malik taking the ball close to 50% of the plays? I think there might be something to that. And uh, there was also some of his incompletions. I can think of at least two off the top of my head that were, they were incompletions because he threw the ball away. Where that's something I, I can't remember last time Malik did that. He he'll do it, but it's usually when he's like scrambled and tried to make something. Yeah, and but usually it's like when a last he, usually when you claim he throws the ball away, I think he's actually aiming for the receiver. No, I don't <laughs> think so. uh, Brock. I mean, I said this on Monday's show. The most impressive thing about his game to me was how well he stood in the pocket. Like, didn't backtrack. Didn't get happy feet. It's rare for a backup to see that, especially when the rush was coming. He was fine with taking the hit, and he had several of his completions came when he got the ball off just in time and still took a, a solid lick. I, as far as going through progressions, I, I couldn't tell you whether or not he did that better or worse than Malik. It didn't yeah. seem like there was a whole lot of difference there to me. He definitely seemed to be keyed on Marshawn Ford, where he did. Malik has been keyed on Tyler Hudson a lot of games before. Um, and, and maybe there is something to like the receivers subconsciously being more prepared to get the ball because they they feel like it's more likely to come their way with Brock on a true passing play, not being as willing to scramble as Malik is. Um, I think there could be something to that. 
if there is, like that's kind of on the receivers too. Like you need to be running your route, expecting to get the pass regardless of who's back there. But maybe there is something to it. Um, I, I I don't know. I mean, the offense definitely was great in the second half against Virginia. There's no way around it. I can't get be mad at Malik for resorting to scrambling quicker than maybe Brock was because some of our best offense. Yeah, I mean, I've said it on here, and I know you maybe don't. I just, I have I don't want to say no confidence, but I have very. My confidence is very shaky for Malik as a quarterback and as a passer, and that's why I'm more of a, hey, just go to one, maybe two quick read and run the ball, Malik, because that, that's that's sometimes maybe that's the best thing you can do for us. I mean, he was before last week the sixth leading rusher in the ACC, which we talked so much before the season. Like, if his running stats are that good again, if he's leading us in rushing by a wide margin, it's not good for the overall offense, and that's exactly what's happening, and it has not been good for the overall offense. But – at times this season, it's been our best offense. Is yeah. him turning a broken play into a 60-yard run because uh, we have been not great when it comes to getting explosive plays, at least by design. Texas says, was LLS talking about the Baja Mar tournament when speaking about going out of the country? That's what I thought. <laughs> Maybe. I, I, I don't have the transcript in front of me. I'd have to go look back and look what he's talking about. But we did go out of the – technically going to the Bahamas last year was going out of the country. Maybe. Hawaii would not be. I mean, even the Hawaii's farther farther away. From, it is, yeah, because uh, you can't build a bridge to it. We've learned uh, it's too far. I mean, Ellis, maybe some did. of us did not need to learn that. <laughs> some of us, did. some of us did. Some of us did. We won't say any names, Patrick. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> the, uh, I mean, maybe he thinks. I mean, where, where's Ellis from? He's from Florida, right? Uh, it was where his junior college was. Yeah, I, I think I want to say he's from Georgia. Okay, I can see maybe he forgets the Hawaii's. You know. Not part of the country. He's from North Carolina, from Durham. Now, now I believe it even more. <laughs> uh, his exact quote on that transcript, he was asked about, have you ever gotten to go to Hawaii, play a little basketball? Have you been there before? He said, no, I've never been there. And then he was asked, what is it that you're looking forward to? He said, man, going out there and looking forward to compete, getting out of the country, something I haven't really done in my life, just being able to go out there and have fun and compete, it's going to be fun. He's, ta- he's obviously he's, talking about the, the, yeah, the continental USA. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sounds like something Trevor would say. It was, though. It does. I'd have probably given him a high five if I was there. <laughs> I often think about the comparisons between L. Ellis and Trevor. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, where do they end and begin? <laughs> it's like it's like I'm looking in a mirror over here. I mean, we're both about I – mean, how tall is, is an Ellis, like 6'2", six, 6'3"? Six, I think he's like 6'2", yeah. I'm 6'3". I mean, maybe he's a little taller. Maybe I'm, I'm going to be shrinking. I'm getting old. I've met him, and I've met Trevor. There yeah, you go. there you go. We, bo- we both met Patrick. We both uh, both have E's in our name. Yeah. Uh, we both have two first names. A person last names are both our first names. Ellis and L. Have been to North Carolina. We both we both been to North Carolina. I've been to Durham. Yeah. We both been to Florida. Spent some time in junior college. Neither of us have left the country. <laughs> Even though I did go to Canada once. <laughs> I mean, he went to the Bahamas, so. So, that, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think me and Ellis could hang out. <laughs> I think so, too. <laughs> I think we'd be some good buds. Texas, Trevor, if a basketball team's defense was really good enough to get a stop when they needed one, they probably wouldn't only be up three in the last seconds of a game. Not necessarily. Could be cheated. Texas playing an edited version of an Ice Cube song is like watching a Quentin Tarantino movie on a network TV. Oh, it's, I know. It's like watching Wolf of Wall Street on TBS. It's just, it's just, it's so bad. I, I mean, that was, I know, you heard the, the bleeps in there. Yeah, I know. But I had to put the part out about running a triple-double because it's the best line in the song. Oh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Supersonics. Texas says, if Kentucky were playing a team from the Taliban, I'd cheer for the Taliban. 
I kind of second the notion of Dexter. <laughs> Texas says Tim McGraw and Faith Hill just filmed the 10 part series 1883 last year for Paramount Plus. They were great. Definitely worth watching if you haven't seen it. 1883. It's I a uh, prequel to uh, what's the one everybody likes? Yellowstone? Yellowstone. It's a okay. prequel to Yellowstone. Oh. See, now that sounds like something because that was the thing that disappointed me initially when I started Yellowstone. And it took me two minutes to get disappointed. Was I thought it was like a Western, like in Western times. I didn't realize it was like modern day. And that did, I, I prefer, I, I like the old Western stuff better. I'm trying to think of, I, I know, I, I, I cough button. <clears throat> I, know, I know that, thank you. I know this has happened to me before where I've been watching a movie or a show that I have thought was set in like a, like a distant past time. And then as the show goes on, I'm like, oh, I'm like, it's, it's supposed to be like <laughs> 2008. Like when I'm watching it, I, like nothing comes to the top of my head, but that's always such a terrible realization where you're like, how did I not pick this up earlier? It's like, it's, I'm 45 minutes in the show. I've been thinking it was 1955 the whole time. It's present day. I mean, it didn't take me two minutes to realize this. Because you know, if you want, you start the first episode of Yellowstone, I mean, it's like there's a semi truck like pops up. Like clearly Billy the Kid is not around. I mean, he's not the 49ers. Yeah. Unless it's the beginning of Young Guns 2 and he's like Billy the Kid, supposed to be the guy, Billy the Kid, walking on the street in the 60s. But yeah, no, yeah. So that's what I was like. Because it's called Yellowstone. It's, I don't know. I, I, I pictured a Western. I don't know why. I mean, well, believe it or not, 1883 takes place in 1883. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just a clever name. Not just a clever name. Good. Texas, I don't listen to the Mike Rutherford show for professional producing and important sound clips. Honestly, I'm not sure why I listen sometimes. Thank you. A ringing endorsement. You and me both, Texer. Same. I don't know. How I mean, hell, you've, you've already listened to our conversations. I don't even listen when I'm here. Texas, if my only option is either to root for UK or my wife will happily and knowingly cheat on you with a guy who has a huge bleep, I'm probably still not rooting for UK. I hope she enjoys it. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I don't... Text of the text of the day. <laughs> My text of the day so far. I mean, that's a that, that's that's a, that's that's a trooper right there, man. That's that's the give that's giving up a lot for for, for to root against UK. I give you credit on that one. Texas Adam had, Adam had all of his ribs the last time UK won in basketball. That's a good text. Too. I like that. One. That's clever. Texas, like I'm a 1.5 uh, podcast guy here. I will admit uh, to Trevor's delight that I could not listen to Rashawn sped up. The brain would just not process that. I don't know what that says about you guys, but facts is facts. There was a there was something I was ranting on yesterday. I don't remember what. And I paused. I was like, now I'm going to slow down for you podcast skippers <laughs> over here. And I do it at 1.5. I start talking slowly for some reason. <laughs> I don't remember what I was ranting about. <laughs> Texas, he got asked about guys, uh, talking about Kenny Payne, he got asked about guys like Mike James, their skill set, and just responded with, I really like how he's working. Translation, he's not ready yet is what I heard. That's kind of what I was yeah. hinting at. And and maybe that's me and the text are reading too much into that response, but that was exactly what I thought of too. When he got asked, you know, what does he do well? What does he not do well? And he's like, he's a, he's a workhorse. He's really working hard. And I was like, eh, he might not be back 200% just yet. I mean, we have nothing to do but to read into things. Exactly. I mean, until the season actually gets started. I mean, even then, we'll, we're always going to, like, dissect what, what's being said, but more so now than ever. Texas, eh, I'm tired of the closeness of UK talk and the I want to love them and get the best out of them. I need plain and practical, practical basketball talk from my coach most of the time, not this vague talk. The UK stuff, I've said this before, I'll say it again, it's going to continue until the first time we have, like, a – there's going to be some sort of conflict with UK. And it's that's it's gonna stop. Like there's gonna the be Marcus that, Cousins moment, maybe. Maybe that. Maybe it's a close game with a bad call. Maybe yeah. he, Kenny Payne feels like Cal worked the refs to get a call. Maybe Cal feels the, the other way. Like something's going to happen in a game. It may not be this year, 
it may be year two, year three, but something's going to happen that's going to cause a rift in that friendship. I'm, I'm saying it right now, and then we'll get back to the days. Is it bad of me that I want that to happen? Well, I see. I don't even care about. They, they can love them up all they want. Like, I, I'm not going to cheer for UK. I'm not going to have any sort of feelings of, like, love and brotherly. I mean, but a party for the state, like, that's not going to happen. Like, but does a party you want your coach to have the same kind of yes. desire to beat and hate yes. your rival as much? I mean, because and that's what. But we, I can also understand why he doesn't. Yeah. But I mean, and I think Kenny Payne's got enough friends in his life that he could lose one, right? He could lose like three. Okay. Oh, that may go. Take a shot at Bison while you're at it. Yeah. <laughs> Kick Bison at the curb. I like TJ. I do too, but Kenny Payne doesn't have to like him. That's true. Yeah, you're right. Get him out of here. Get him out of your life. Cut him out. He's the only real Mavericks fan I know. Cut him out of your life. <laughs> All right, Dave Coulier. <laughs> the, yeah, I mean, the UK, the closest stuff, it does kind of, I'm like, eh. Like, it, it makes me wretch a little bit, but also it's not going to affect me personally. I'm not, I'm not going to be like, well, if Kenny likes UK, then I'm going to like UK. You know, we're, we're, the fans are going to hate each other regardless. I mean, listen, if I'm going to accept a guy whose his resume includes coaching with the Kentucky Wildcats and New York Knicks, two of the three teams I despise more than anything on this world, Next to the Cowboy. I mean, if he'd been a Cowboys assistant, that'd have been the trifecta for me. Then you can accept him until, yeah. I like. I agree with what you said. There's going to be, it's all going to be lovey-dovey until. Something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. Would it be a, I mean, you know, he, he gets, he, Cal goes, runs it up on him, or we run it up on them. Hopefully that. You know, Cal fouls when we're only down by two. You know, that's how he does something stupid like that. Uh, Texture says, I got two texts. Two Number texts. one. With U of L now projected for the Wasabi Bowl, will Satterfield have to eat a full bowl of wasabi and chug a bottle of soy sauce if we win, like they do Ugh. with the Mayo Bowl? I hope not. That would be terrible. We are <laughs> Brett McMurphy has us playing Memphis in the the Fenway Bowl. I saw that though. I think it's like some wasabi Fenway Bowl. I was I was going to ask you what wasabi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this text totally two. Are we ready to put Brady in the Bond Sosa McGuire category with an asterisk next to his career, a history of being uh, taken care of? What, because of the Grady Jarrett thing? No, uh, witchcraft. That's what, uh, I'm, that's what I'm thinking. Oh, okay. I was going to say, because don't tell me Grady, don't tell me well, that was all about Brady, because Derek Carr got the same treatment Monday night. No one's ever confusing those two. I do think that's what the text is <laughs> referencing to, but like I'm saying witchcraft. He had Giselle, who's, yeah. very, the evidence has stopped at this point, overwhelming. She's a witch. And she's been casting spells to make him effective deep into his 40s. And now she's done. They're getting divorced, and he's going to suck. And he, you looks, th- he looks think, weird. You don't think it has anything to do with his multiple cheating scandals? That too. I mean, cheating on yeah, a— Yeah, but the cheating scandals, like, one, well, the first cheating wasn't him. That was Belichick that cheated to beat the Rams. They've been all cheating. And then, I mean, then he had Plus, the, he also cheated on his uh, pregnant wife at one point with Giselle. Oh, did he? That was cool. Yeah. Great guy. <laughs> Looks like Skeletor now. <laughs> he does look weird. He looks weird. He does. He, he looks like Matthew McConaughey at the end of Dallas Buyers Club without the mustache. <sighs> Texture says Nick Coffey is 34. A staple of his show is telling everyone his age at least once or twice an hour. <laughs> he's only 34? I told you he's like three years younger than me. I mean, I knew he was young when I met him, but I didn't know he was that young. Does he really keep telling people his age? I listen to Nick every now and then. I've never, never heard him say that yeah, age. I don't remember him say it. Texture says, I can't say that. <laughs> I love I'm, I love when you get the ones you can't say. It's clever. I can't say it. Oh, is it so it's just that bad? Yeah. Can I get a tease? No. I'll no. tell you off there. Um you can legally bet on sports in Tennessee. They have legalized it. So we're behind Tennessee. Congratulations. I think we're I, on an island. I think all seven bordering states. I last legal. I checked there was one that's still like one bordering that's state. I think I maybe was it Missouri? No, Missouri you can bet or West on. Virginia. Missouri, I know well, Missouri also well, they decriminalized marijuana, but it's not legal. 
Uh, but I think you can. I'm pretty sure you can bet on sports in Missouri. You just can't do it online, but you can bet in person. I feel like there was one of the seven that we that, that still. It's um, yeah, it's Missouri. But you can bet. In, you can bet in sports casinos in Missouri. You just can't bet online. They have. They have it as one of the states that does not have the sports. I, I could be wrong. I, you know, what I mean, I, uh, I know you can't bet online. I do didn't know. I did know that because I've driven in Missouri, tried to bet online. Yeah, uh, but that's the only. Everyone else around us. I mean, you can go to. You can go to. I mean, hell, yeah, Tennessee, West Virginia, Virginia, Indiana, Ohio, Illinois, basically anywhere. God. There are a total of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven states now that don't have. Legalized sports betting in any way, shape, or form. But uh, but I'm just I'm curious of those eleven. Do they, do they at least have like some kind of legalized marijuana in it as well? I, I, I'm just looking at that's the sports what, that's that's what I'm thinking. We're gonna be like the one state like this is not doing easy. I know there are a few because we've looked because you've asked yeah. this before and we looked it up and I think I, I want to say Mississippi is like one, maybe Texas. Once again, we're always in Mississippi. Yeah, I know Texas would definitely be another one. Oh, I know Texas. I can't remember about gambling. I know they don't have gambling. Yeah, then yeah. they're they're definitely on there. That's correct. That's the states you're being contributed with, people. I mean, I don't even know what to say. I mean, if you're, if you're, by the way, if you're listening to the show in any of those states, move. And second, I'm sorry. Well, we're in one of those states. I know. I can't get out of here. Uh, I just dropped Indiana. Texture says, uh, Doman definitely did not just focus on Ford. Hudson had 100 yards receiving. Did he? I don't remember. He had seven catches for 101 yards. Nice. Okay. And Amari Huggins Bruce had four catches, and Marshawn Ford had four catches. He did target Marshawn a few more times, though. I know, I remember. Well, one of the targets was in the end zone, but I think that was more of a throwaway than a target. It just Ford was the closest one there, but I think he was. Clear, I think he was more throwing the ball. Did you with. see Pro Football Focus had that they said that Tyler Hudson has the most targets of any player in college football without a drop. He's been targeted forty-eight times. Yeah, I was wondering where drops. you were going with that. Okay, no drops. It's like there's no way he leads the country in targets in general, full targets. But it's a good stat, though. Yeah, it is. That's good stat. That's interesting. I mean, so many catches does he have? I don't know. Oh, damn. You know, I'll He's got 48 though. targets without a drop. He's got 29 catches this year. Zero drops is the stat, though. That's what we're talking about. So some of the targets are just uncatchable, I guess. Yeah. No drops. Texas, why is our fan base acting like Brock is the second coming of Brian Brom against any decent football team that first quarter it would lead the team to a loss? Because we need hope. We need something to look forward to. I think that's what it is. The same reason people go to church. We need something to need something to fall down and, and look forward to. Man. Uh, he did not look great early. He also, I mean, even when he was looking good, I think we can all we can call a space. He does not have the biggest, strongest arm in the world. No, I no. mean, Malik has a stronger arm than he does. I don't think it's it's very close. No. The the throw to Marshawn Ford was the touchdown pass. He was wide open. It still was very underthrown. Uh, and the deep ball that he threw his first pick on was like twenty yards underthrown. Like he. He doesn't have a great arm, but he did what needed to be done. He had open guys as the game went on, stood tall in the pocket, and made some really good throws. But he's certainly – it's going to have to be a game plan thing if he's going to be an effective quarterback for us. But I think we saw enough to at least say if Malik's being ter- playing terribly, you give him a shot. You let him roll out there, and we feel like the offense can, can do some stuff against a good team. Texas, L. Kelsey or Trevor Ellis? <laughs> Trevor Ellis sounds better. I think his real name's Elbert. I believe it is Elbert. Is it Elbert? Yeah. Texas also isn't Bucker still hurt. It's probably a big part of the Chiefs going for two more aggressively. Yeah, I know people were saying that. Although the backup hit like a 59 yard of the same game. Yeah, well, yeah, he did. Yeah, uh, I forget who he is, but yeah, he did. Who cares? He's no, he's no, he's no replacement. Uh, Dicker the kicker like Philadelphia has. 
Section says, has anyone actually seen L. Ellis and Trevor Kelsey in the same room together? Nope. It has not happened, to my knowledge. Is L. Ellis the Bring Brom home guy? Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. Are we sure about that? I think it's Zane Payne or whatever his name is. Zane Payne, yeah. Honestly, maybe the most funny reveal if it was. Or if it was Kenny Payne himself. Satterfield's son. <laughs> He's like, get me back to, get, get us all back to Boone. That'd be glad. Come home, Jeff. What if it's Satterfield? <laughs> Let's take a break. Uh, when we come back, we can read some more text. Also, we'll take some shots at uh, the, the lovable loser, Josh Pastner, who was in rare form today at ACC Media Days. And we'll take some not-so-lovable shots at uh, Jim Phillips, who was saying things that just make me want to, to be very mad, and we'll get very mad after the break. So Mike Rutherford Show continues next here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Sunday morning with no way to hold my head didn't hurt and the beer I had for breakfast wasn't bad so I had one more for dessert Then I fumbled through my closet for my clothes and found my cleanest dirty shirt. Oh, Jim's coming. And I shaved my face and combed my hair and stumbled down the stairs to meet the day. I love this song. I don't know if I've ever heard this song. You've never heard Sunday Morning Coming? I'd so. smoked my, my brain the night before on cigarettes and songs that I was making. But I lit my first and watched a small kid cussing at a can that he was kicking. Oh, is this Johnny Cash? No, it's uh, Chris Christopherson. Oh. Then I crossed the Yes, Dugan, we love this tune. Dugan's on my back. Dugan does. Of someone frying chicken. I know you're going to know the. I don't know me where's the. And it took me okay, here you go. You'll, you'll, here's, here's when you'll know it. Okay. I don't, there's Sundays I wake up to singing this song. On the Sunday morning sidewalk. Still don't really know it. Wishing, Lord, that I was stoned. I was, Chris. There's something in a Sunday. Makes a body feel alone. Plus, you never heard this. And there's nothing short of that. Okay, well, I don't think we were passing FCC laws and listening to this. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> Oh, it's a great song. I can't. I'm, I'm uh, yeah. It's a blind spot for you. That's okay. It's definitely a blind spot. Welcome back in, Mike Rutherford Show, wrapping up the second hour here. A couple pieces of I don't want to say breaking news, but things that have happened uh, while we've been on the air today. We've now found out via social media that the hosts for Louisville Live this coming weekend. I know that they've used Taylor Rooks a couple of times in the past, but this year, Angel McCautry coming back to help co-host Love with it. Peyton Siva. Love it. We know that they're. Wait, 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 first of all, real quick, remind me again. I know Brooks was that the one that was on the one of the, the, the like talent shows or something. 
No, she used to work for you. She was the kickball MC too, the Jack Harlow. Thing. Oh, I don't know. She used her. to be on TV. I think she still is on TV. She used to be an ESPN employee, but no, she wasn't. Uh, she was never on. You, you referenced somebody that from Louisville that was like uh, one of America's Got Talents or something that be that was being shoved down our throat at one point. Not, not her. Okay. She's a national person. Yeah. Okay. But they brought her in a couple times to host the Louisville Live this year. Though it looks like they're going with. A pair of Louisville legends, at least in um, two of my favorite Cardinals, Angel McCautry and Peyton Siva. I don't know if they're going to be more, but they just announced that. Also, just announced during the last hour or so, Penny Hardaway has received an extension from Memphis. I love the I'm, I love the move. Like right when they get out from underneath the NCAA's club, they're like, you know what, extend them. They also put out the graphic that just said, it's a picture of Penny, and it just says. Extended in all caps, which is one of the best graphics. Did I've they ever significantly seen. give him the, the exact same amount of raise that he owes the NCAA to pay back? I yeah, five grand. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> with a five thousand dollar payback bonus. With what money are they doing this? They got a five k. Yeah, the NCAA took him behind the woodshed, right? Oh, um, so Penny Hardaway at Memphis to stay at least until you know he's he's, he's so bad that he's fired. There you go. Penny Hardaway, extended. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. Before we get back to some more text, I want to talk about uh, one of my favorite things to talk about, which is Josh Passner today. You do love Passner. It's, love is a, I don't know how to, it's sort of like my DePaul affinity. I think he's the weirdest <laughs> person alive. He, he's as close to, I've made, I do the post every year where it's, did Michael Scott say this or did Josh Passner say this? And the fact that it, it's a quiz that works. <laughs> you really do that? I, every year. It's, it's, it's a great it's incredible. game, by the way. I, we've played it on air, I think. No, not not with me. You haven't. I'm pretty sure we have. I'm pretty sure we did. The it closest last year. thing to that cool thing I did was when me and Doster would do the uh, soccer player or hockey player, and Yates would give us the name, and we had to guess. I'm pretty sure. I, I usually got him. I wrong. think we did it before the Georgia Tech game last year. Um, but regardless, like it's it's out there. You can find it for yourself. Okay. He is he, he's college Probably. basketball. Michael Scott, pretty much. Yeah. He says weird stuff that just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. He's not great at coaching, but he's just good enough to keep his job. It seems like. And today he's at ACC Media Day, and he is a he's a coach that very much I think is on the hot seat. They were good a couple of years ago. They were bad last year. They're supposed to be the clearly the worst team in the ACC this year. Uh, if it's his last time in Charlotte in October, he's he's getting the most out of it. My favorite. I mean, I mean, he's just he's great for a quote. He is. I agree. He at one point today said, "I believe they found water from Georgia Tech on Mars." Okay, what what was the context of that? Does it matter? Not really. Do you think you, it doesn't? I mean, was this a, was this a newspaper article we read or a movie with Matt Damon? There's your there's your reference for the day. Could be yeah. There's your Martian <laughs> reference. Could have been any of those things. He also apparently ran into Jim Beheim and said, "Hey man, how many years is this?" Uh, and Beheim said forty-seven. And uh, Pastor said forty-seven. And Beheim just goes, "Yeah, you won't make it." Sometimes you, when you want to hate Bayham, it's hard to, right? It's, every now and then I mean, he says something, I'm like, yeah. Because I used to love Bayheim. I used to love him, and then he just became, he became, he became almost too curmudgeon in recent years. Well, yeah. But then every now and then he just wins you back. And you're like, okay, that was the perfect <laughs> level of curmudgeon. I enjoy it. <laughs> he then, and then maybe most famously today, was talking about his, his vote for preseason number one in the conference. Everybody does their power rankings. And he said, Virginia should be picked number one in the ACC. But... North Carolina should be number one in the country. <laughs> now, you know what the first thing I thought of when I heard him say that quote? What? Other than, Lane's got good drugs. Is that, uh, that reminded me of the SEC when Wall won player of the year because of the freshman of the year. Yeah. yeah. 
That was Cousins. It was Wall and Cousins. Yeah. His thought. Like the first thing I thought of was like that. That's that's where my mind went right away. Pastor's thought process is Virginia's fantastic in conference play. Only North Carolina's the best team in the country, but Virginia is better against ACC teams than North Carolina is, which is just some galaxy brain stuff. Could you? Could that be possible? Could you be number one? I mean. North Carolina, I mean, say North Carolina was like tied with like two losses in the ACC with Virginia. Of course, it's possible. And one of them is Virginia. They could be ranked number one in the country. Yeah, I'm sure it's yeah. happened before in yeah. some league. But it's just like, like Pastor is doing his like Elon Musk thing where it's. <laughs> he kind of looks. He doesn't Elon Musk. I'm thinking big. Like, like yeah. I'm explaining this really well. Like, people are like, mm, that kind of makes sense. And the cars are just crashing everywhere. Like, n- nothing's working. The rocket's not getting off the, the, the ground. The logic is. is Flawed, but he's he's making a decent case, and he's he's very passionate about it. He's not he's not unwilling to explore these ideas that come in his brain, and there's something to be said for that. Even though seventy five percent of the time they should probably that was a movie or TV quote or whatever. It doesn't matter if you say something stupid as long as you say it with with affection. Well, that's that's where he. I mean, he did say last year that he never wants to die, and who does? Doesn't think. He's, <laughs> I mean, it also doesn't. He well, hopes he doesn't think he's going to die. He's hoping that there are modern revelations in medicine that are going to save his life and keep him alive forever. Like a mask? I mean... Like a plastic face guard? The face guard that somehow was not even what you're supposed to be wearing, but he was wearing it anyway. Whatever. Um, Pastor's still young, too. Damn, he's... People forget he was like 30 when he took over that Memphis job. Yeah, he was on the... He was a freshman on the 97 Arizona team that won the national title. So that would... He graduated college in like, what, 2001? Yeah, I mean, he's. I remember him being. Yeah, so he'd be like forty five, forty six now. Because I remember back in the day, that was something that Doster would defend him on. Was that you know when I would kind of make fun of make fun of Passner and Brandon were talking almost ten years ago when he was defending him, he'd be like, "Listen, you know, you get him, but the kid's only this coach. You're talking about a coach that's thirty, like three, thirty four years old at the time." And that was his defense. And I was like, you know what, I'll I'll accept that that argument. But now we're ten years later, and he's still kind of a nerd. I mean, this is a, this There's no pas- kind of about it. Pastner's like definitely the guy that got wedged or like put his head in a toilet in high school, right? Like if you went to high school with Pastner, you would definitely want to give him a wet willy. You'd want to. Well, I would have. You probably would. I mean, I definitely would have. I would have definitely tried to get him stuck in his own locker. He's kind of jacked though. No, I ain't done. Josh Pastner could beat you up. No, not not in high school, Trevor. I bet he could. No, Doyle rules. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> he could have run away from me, but I'd I catch him. He's going up that flagpole. Now let's talk about uh, ACC Commissioner Jim Phillips, who infamously was the holdup of the college football playoff expanding. He also claimed that like all of our coaches, none of them want the playoff, and then like every coach went on local radio, including Scott Satterfield, and was like, "I'm I'm for the expanded playoff." What are you talking about? <laughs> Jim Phillips, the ACC held it up. We would already have a college football playoff for next year, probably had he not done that. Trying to overplay his hand, That's saying true. things like, you know, he was like, oh, he's like, we, I want the playoff, but we want to get other things addressed first. And then everybody else is like, okay, cool. Then the SEC is going to expand and the Big Ten is going to expand and we're going to leave you behind. And Jim Phillips is like, well, not like this. Uh, but today he was asked about the other major postseason in college sports, which is the uh, NCAA basketball tournaments. And he said it's time to have the conversation about expanding both the men's and the women's tournaments. He says, I think that where we're needing some dialogue is not only looking at the men's basketball and women's basketball tournaments, but some of the other tournaments that have fewer opportunities. When you have this compression that I feel we have to address in the sense that you have a lot of schools that are spending a tremendous amount of resources in sports and not having a chance to access those championships, I certainly felt like we deserved more than five ACC teams on the men's side, and I felt like we deserved more than eight on the women's side. Shut up, Jim Phillips. (laughs) Don't mess with the tournament. You guys can do all this galaxy brain stuff 
where you're trying to thinly veiled excuses to line your pockets up with more money. Mess with all that other stuff you want. Don't mess with the NCAA tournament. If you expand this thing to 120 teams or whatever you're talking about doing, 96, 78, 96. I'm going to... I want you dead. Why don't we just put everybody in? No selection more Sunday. Just, just every the top team in the country plays the last team in the country, and we work from there. My dad's actually been saying that for years. Like, the, that's the, his dream. The tournament would be like a two month process. It's like the World Cup. Just don't mess. Like every <laughs> like, there's nobody who's like, you know what sucks? The NCAA tournament. There's no like people will say that about college football postseason. They'll say it about other postseasons. Nobody says it about the. It's the one postseason in American sports that everybody's like postseason. It's awesome. I think it's literally the only thing in the entire that entire, we all agree on in America that we all yes. And so we're in like, a country where everyone's divided on something. Exactly. It, we love March Madness. March Madness is the one thing everyone loves. And the other thing is that, that drives me crazy about this argument. It, you know, we got to get more teams. In. Everyone has access to the NCAA tournament. Unfortunately, poor teams like besides poor teams like Bellarmine that are being screwed over by well, terrible, yeah. archaic rules. You get a chance to play until you lose in, in almost every conference in America. Some conferences will exclude the bottom four teams, but there are league tournaments where if you've had a down season, you're just finally getting healthy. You get a chance in late February or early March to win three or four games at a neutral site or on campus sites and make your way to the NCAA tournament. Everybody has a shot. The, the It is all-inclusive. It is the most fair postseason in all of American sports, which is why I love it. Don't screw it up by changing it at this point. It, it is as close to perfect as possible. And the fact that some people are out there talking about this, which is just a shameless money grab if they do it, of course, is maddening. And if Jim Phillips somehow leads the charge to get the, the, the NCAA tournament expanded, I want him out. I want him out of the ACC. I want him out of my life forever. Get him out of here. Bring literally anybody else in to do this job. I want him out. Was it the game on the court or the thought of who his dad was has made that kid cry on TV? Was it Jim Phillips' kid? It was his kid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Northwestern. The crying Northwestern kid is Jim Phillips' son. I'm wondering. I wonder he what, saw this in his mind. He had a three-eyed raven vision of the I future. Wonder if that was yeah. And he started sobbing. Can we time to make sure that that was his crying was actually during the game? Oh my god! <laughs> or he just realized who his dad was. That's what he's thinking. <laughs> I gotta go home now. That's why he's crying. He's like, I gotta go home and be hanging out with my dad some more. <laughs> he also got asked about with the. I mean, I was still not even a big fan of the ad in the four. To be honest with you. I, you know, I was saying per- perfect to me would be 64. But right now, I mean, I'm even, okay even with when it. they added the four, I was kind of like I mean, old, old man a little bit. But I've, I've gotten over it. I've, I've you know moved on. But yeah, you can't be adding. I mean, you can't add two more rounds. No, it's just don't no. don't screw with it. Stop. No. Now he also was asked about you know, with the the ACC looking uneven again as always this year. The Atlantic is being talked about as one of the best divisions in all of uh, college football. The Coastal sucks out loud. He was asked, you know, did you guys maybe wait one year too many to go to the no division concept, which is going to take over ACC next year? And he said, hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? <laughs> Get out of my face. But this is something that we agreed to amongst the coaches and athletic directors and our staff. We put an awful lot of work into it and felt that it was the right time to do it. I'm really pleased with the season that we've had. And, of course, it looks as of right now that we have an imbalance of power on one side versus the other. But don't say that to the other division because I've seen quite a few really competitive <laughs> games, etc. Get out of my face with this. You've got NC State, Clemson, undefeated Syracuse. Florida State has been really good all on one side. And you've got I mean, you got Duke. Who's the best team on the coast? Georgia Tech, who fired their coach, has a legitimate chance to win that division. Duke and Georgia Tech are right there in the hunt, right? North Carolina, who got beaten by, gave up 68 points to Notre Dame or whatever. I don't know why. I just I picture you walking up to Jim Phillips one day and be like, 
Hi, I'm Jim Phillips. He's looking at him and just kick him right in the groin. <laughs> I don't advocate kicking anyone in the groin. He's working for it. But I mean, he's still new to this. But you, these, you don't I, even I don't say like what hello. He's done so far. You just, just, just swift kick right there before he even after he says hi. I'm Jim Phillips. I don't like what he's done so far. I'm, I, I don't like any of this. It's uh, it, it's rubbing me the wrong hey, way. Hey, anyone can win the coastal though. He ends that whole spiel by saying, "Really, no remorse in not changing divisions a year earlier." Because everyone's going to be excited about that Clemson versus I mean, Duke conference championship game. I mean, it can't be much worse than what's going to happen in the Big Ten, but... Get out of my face. Big Ten's as bad as we are with the divisions. They are, and that, that needs to be changed. I mean, the fact... I went on this, That was one of my little boomerangs yesterday, was how do you have... I just, to this day, I just can't figure out how you have your four best traditional programs all on one side, Michigan State, Penn State, Michigan, and Ohio State. Jim Phillips sucks. It's my response <laughs> to that statement. <laughs> he is. You, I wouldn't kick Jim Phillips in the groin. Jim Phillips' in presence is a kick to my groin. That was Jim Phillips. <laughs> uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll have uh, hour number three. Before we do, though, reminding you about our guys over at First Bankers Trust. Oh, uh, they are the opposite of Jim Phillips. You may not have trust in your ACC commissioner, but you can have trust in your financial planners. When you go to our friends at First Bankers Trust, find out what they can do for you by visiting firstbankerstrust.com. They'll tell you all about how they work with each client individually to help you meet your financial goals and the wide variety of services that they can offer, including investment management, trust and estate services, philanthropic services, and financial planning. Again, firstbankerstrust.com is the website. Banking, financial planning, trust and estate services, philanthropic services, having competent commissioners, NCA tournament expansion. He's rubbing it. You can say that word, and I can't. It all starts with one thing. <laughs> it starts with trust, my friends. First Bankers Trust. We'll take a break. Hour number three is on the way next here. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. On the Sunday morning sidewalk Wishing Lord that I was stoned Cause there's something in a Sunday Makes a body feel alone I'm bringing sexy back. Yeah. The mother boys don't know how to act. Yeah. I think it's special what's behind your back. Yeah. So turn around and I'll pick up the slack. Dirty babe, you see these shackles, baby, I'm your slave. I'll let you with me if I misbehave. It's just that no one makes me feel this way. Bring him to the course. Go ahead, be gone with it. Go ahead, be gone with it. Go ahead, be gone with it. Tricks on me. Go ahead, be gone with it. Working with. Go ahead, be gone with it. Look at those hips. Go ahead, be gone with it. Make me smile. Go ahead, be gone with it. Go ahead, child. Go ahead, be gone with it. Sexy y'all. Go ahead, be gone with it. Welcome back in. Five o'clock hour. When he did the Super Bowl halftime, I'm in the crowd going sexy back. So far up in the nosebleed, you'll never hear me. But the people around me thought it was funny. I was in there screaming, play sexy back. Play sexy back. 
<laughs> I, not, I couldn't even hear what he was singing because I was so far up into the stadium, but I'm still just screaming at the whole performance. I used to love being, very rarely have but going to like the, a concert of a guy or a band that was known primarily for one song and being the person who would just like be drunk and just like screaming for them to play that one song. <laughs> Reaper! We went to a Gavin Reaper! De, we went to a Gavin DeGraw song one summer when I was in college, and I was just like, play I Don't Wanna Be, like the entire time. And you could just tell like people around me were like, it was funny the first time. You're, you're, too, you're too drunk now. I think, I, I think I've told this on, to you on the show that like, you know, I've, you hear artists like get like who are one hit wonders who just despise hearing people yell for their one song. Yeah. And yet there's Billy Ray Cyrus who would open close an encore every concert that's what i would Eddie do he he'd open the show he closed it and he'd do it in the encore um so there is a theme today have any thought oh no <laughs> <laughs> sorry you need a reminder of who, who's played yes uh we've had chris ice, christopherson we've had chris christopherson ice cube today was a good day yeah tim mcgraw okay elvis presley and justin timberlake to name all but one still to come all people that have starred in movies and been singers? You have or worked. TV shows? You are correct, yet you worded it wrong. Okay. And I will tell you where this theme came people from. People who were singers first, then got into Musicians movies, Musicians who became actors. Okay. Uh, so, Monday night, I'm bored. Yeah. Monday, it was early evening, and I texted you, and I was like, quick, give me a movie. I thought of the first one that came to my mind. And you sent me Alpha, Alpha Dog. Dog. And so I watched it. I was like, I've seen Alpha Dog. I like Alpha Dog. I did I've seen it, though. So as I'm watching it, I'm like, you know, Timberlake is awesome in the movie. He makes me almost feel for him. Fiesta. Fiesta. Fiesta time. Yeah. <laughs> he's, my dad's a botanist. He'll eat everything. He only thinks to grow, but he smokes like a chimney and drinks like a fish. Um, so, but I was, as I was watching it, I'm starting to think of myself, I was like, Timberlake's kind of underrated when you talk about musicians become actors, right? I think he's pretty good. And, and he is. He's but in the I, Social Network. So here, here's the movies the last network. decade. And, and here's the question. And, uh, where does he rank among musicians to become actors? Is he the best? No. Is he top five? And mm. I've given you now I've given you four others today alone. Look, I have to think of who else would. And, 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 and here's the thing, because the last, I don't know, like, to me, it's also quantity over quality, or quality over quantity, excuse me. Because the last, the, 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 when I originally started thinking about this, there's... Well, how do you, before we get into okay. this, how do you gauge Will Smith? That was the name. Technically, musician first. Yes. Became an actor second. He was, he is in this category. In fact, the last song will be his. Mark Wahlberg. Mark well. Wahlberg okay. comes to mind. Now, with Will Smith is where I go... The I Wahlberg talking the show this week. The, the Will Smith is where I go the quality over quantity. Because honestly, in the last 20 years, the most entertaining thing he's done is smack Chris Rock. Yeah, but he, I mean, he also won the Academy Award for Best Actor. Yeah, but that movie sucked. You ever watched iRobot? <laughs> I have seen iRobot. It's okay, yeah. Most of Will Smith's best was the, well, the end of the 90s. That concert last night. He did yeah. when he did, like, you know, Independence Day and uh, Enemy of the State. And that, that, was the, that was peak Will Smith. Since then, it's been, you know, crappy movies with his kid and, you know, He's other. He's made some good movies. Yeah, it's questionable. That concert last night, the. Uh... I didn't realize the Roll Call Boys were talking about it, that uh, Dwight Yoakam is the dude in Wedding Crashers that's getting yeah. divorced. Yeah. yeah. Dwight Yoakam became a good actor. He and Dwight Yoakam. He's been in a bunch of stuff. He's the, I love Dwight Yoakam. He's got that. He's got uh, Sling Blade, obviously, which is my most notable movie for him. Other names that popped in my head, Mark Wahlberg, yes. I didn't play Mark Wahlberg's song because he only has one song. We did it on Monday. So I couldn't add him to the uh, rotation for this. But I think Wahlberg is in the top five. Um, Whitney Houston came to mind. Cher popped in my head. Madonna acted. 
Madonna, Frank, uh, Frank Sinatra, Elvis. Now, which I, I honestly I don't know. Barbara Streisand. I mean, who? And I think she kind of sucks as an actress. But yeah, I did mean, Jennifer would, Lopez do music or movies first? She did music. Well, I know she was a fly girl. She was a fly girl. But that was, wasn't technically music. This was Rosie Perez. Um, I think she did. That's a good question. But I wouldn't put her anywhere in this in this debate. Would you? I mean, if you, you really got, are you, you like Whitney Houston up there? Whitney Houston did Bodyguard and Wedding Next Hill, though. Those are two pretty damn good and she movies. She sucked in them. No, not really. I mean, disagree. I mean, she, Bodyguard's not a good movie. I'm sorry. You and my wife would be on the same page there. But I, I like Bodyguard. I mean, now her now her options are limited, as is somebody like Tim McGraw. I mean, he's Friday Night Lights. Now, and, more recently, Jennifer Hudson, also Academy Award winner, she's become I think more known. Yeah, but was she even popular for her music? Yeah, I mean, she was on American Idol. The only thing I know Jennifer Hudson for was ruining this one shining moment. Well, no, because it happened. It, 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 if something happened after 1998, you're not respecting it. But she was she was well known, and then she became. I think she's far more known as an actress now than she is known. First for of all, music. Justin Timberlake is post 98, so you can suck on that. Yeah, I mean, NSYNC. You, you, you can take that back. You know him from NSYNC. Yeah, I mean, NSYNC was like late 90s. <laughs> I mean, uh, who else? I mean, well, any? I mean, Wahlberg. I think it's time. If I'm going to give my top five in no order. I would say Wahlberg will. I kind of want to put Timberlake near that bottom five if I had to. I mean, I know he's only got two or three that I've really seen that I liked, but they were still pretty good movies. I enjoyed. Bette Midler. I mean, Midler. Like, Streisand, like, if you had to be impartial, Streisand would probably be in your top five. It's just, I'm not a fan of her movie because, you know, I've got the whole heterosexual thing going on. But, like, she's done a lot of movies that are very popular. Well, Lady Gaga. She's only got the one, really. Has she been nothing else? Yeah. And Chris Christopherson's best movie is the one she redid when he did with him and Barbara Streisand did uh, Star of Their Own in 70, uh, Star is Born in 76. And your boy Harry Styles. He's acting now in that movie that is getting all the pub because they all hated each Was other. Was he replaying Sloth? No, he's. <laughs> oh, I told my babysitter that you th- thought that he was not attractive. She's like obsessed with. She went to Chicago for his concert on last Friday. It got canceled, got postponed on Monday. They just stayed up there. They're like they're so obsessed, and she was like, "I want to kill Does him." She wore glasses. She wants you dead. Harry Styles. He was also in that Dunkirk movie. He was in that Dunkirk movie. That's right. What did he play? One of the uh, dead bodies with no makeup. I can't because he looks busted. Harry Styles is a, he's a good-looking man. <laughs> good looking he's bald. Yeah, that's why you like him. That's the only reason you're. I've never heard that conspiracy theory. It's honestly not even a theory. It's it's true. He's bald. Doesn't he have the George Costanza hair? Like the hair on the side, only like kind of long, all bald up. Patrick saying that he's got a wig going on. He does. Is that what they say? Like Mr. Pinciotti. Who did they used to say that Heath Ledger too had like they would talk about him having hair transplant and stuff. R.I.P. Love you, Heath. I'm sad, but I've never seen enough Elvis or Sinatra movies to like. I'm not. That's a little before even. Before Same and like Bing Crosby too. I've seen Bing Crosby comes list. to mind. I, yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to rate him properly. I mean, I, have we forgotten anybody that maybe? I think Will Smith's number one. I mean, Will Smith's done a lot, and he's been most po- He's probably most popular, but I don't know if I'd put him. I just the fact he's just been done so much. There's no to, Whitney Houston. Well, <laughs> he's done a lot more than Whitney Houston's done. He has to connect. What about Ice Cube? You didn't even. You know, Ice Cube's Barbershop. Good. I Friday, all, all I now, love, now, though, now, now I only did movies because I did, I did limit on this. Ice T too. Ice T, but Ice T's all TV, TV show only. Yeah. Have you heard the John Mulaney bit about how he's like, I watch the oh, show. I love it. He's like, he's like, every time I see, he acts like he's been told this for the like, first time <laughs> in his life. He's like, he's like, they stabbed him with a knife. It's like you've been on the show for twenty <laughs> for twenty years. How is this still surprising to you? <laughs> Ever since I heard that bit and I watched a lot of SB, especially the old ones. 
every time now it sticks out to me. Yeah. It makes me laugh. He's always surprised. Like, there's not a show that doesn't. Yeah. He's always like, he's like, they did what? They did what? <laughs> to who? People are sick. I'm like, that happened last week. <laughs> <laughs> You've had five cases like this in the last three yeah. months. <laughs> it's like, what? Why are you surprised? I've got to read this real quickly. <laughs> I, I enjoy the that discussion. It was a good topic. Yeah. But I've got to take it back to... Well, you credited it because it was you that suggested the movie. <clears throat> I've got to take it back real quickly to Josh Pastner from the end of the... Because new <laughs> new information has been brought to my attention. <laughs> He's nice, nice to you, uh, coaching. <laughs> I was just sent the, the transcript of the answer to a question, which was this. Pastner was asked this simple question, these nine words. What do you look for in the transfer portal? His response is, it appears to be 15 paragraphs long. This was how it started. You know, when we're looking in the portal, we're constantly trying to find the right fit. Georgia Tech is one of the elite academic schools in the world. I think it's the only FBS school to play in football in Division I that does not have a Bachelor of Arts. Everything is a Bachelor of Science. To be a student, to be a student athlete, it's incredible. It's amazing. It's a science, math, and technology school. And to be able to do what these young men do and the rest of the students, it's remarkable. There's very few online classes, if any, at Georgia Tech. And so the time we get for practice, they've had a full day. But look, a lot of the people that graduate from Georgia Tech are, they build airplanes, they build bridges. So you want them to learn in the classroom, not online building those things. That's what's so great about the school. 14 people went to outer space that are Georgia Tech grads. They found water on Mars from Georgia Tech. That's what's amazing about <laughs> the school. Okay. It's incredible. It's a real honor to be coaching here. By the way, does everyone know Mike Stamus? Mike Stamus is my guy back there, RSID. He's been in the trenches at Georgia Tech for 30, 40 years. He's a legend there at Georgia Tech. I wanted to give him his due. I've got to give Paul Bazo his due, too. He's a good-looking man right there in the front row. Of course I love you, too, Trip. but I've talked to Paul a bunch. Yesterday, there was a story in the commercial appeal because Dan Wilkin, when I first got the job at Georgia Tech, Dan was the beat writer for the University of Memphis men's basketball. 14 years later, I'm still the head coach here, and I'm right here across the way from Dan. But in the picture in the commercial appeal today, I told these guys this. There was a look back 10 years ago. In fact, I thought Dan actually wrote the article. I was holding my cell phone. It was a flip phone at the time. I had two kids at the time holding a baby. That was 10 years ago today. Time flies. 10 years ago today. I told these guys, I'm still on a phone holding a baby. I just had my fourth kid 11 months ago. So nothing really changes. It goes on and on and on like this please for another five paragraphs. Please tell me the last sentences. I'm sorry. What was your question again? It goes on to say that. He never answered the question. <laughs> I say all that to say Georgia Tech is awesome. What an incredible school. I know I'm on a little bit of a tangent, but for these guys that go to school to Georgia Tech, play athletics, the school is amazing. It's an amazing academic institution. And when you get, when you're looking at the portal, I know I'm a little offline here, but when you're looking at the portal, you've got to have the right fit. And the right fit is a special, special place academically, and it's a real honor to be around these young men and see what they do. When Kyle shows me his homework, and it's like the math class that these guys are in, it looks like an alien spacecraft. It's unbelievable. But these guys, that's just the power of these young men here. They're really, really special. So that is what Josh Pastner looks for in the transfer portal. Oh, that was the question. I forgot. <laughs> it's the whole Michael Scott thing where, like, sometimes I start saying a sentence and I don't even know where I'm going with it. P Patrick, you're, you're a young man who's looking at college options. Do you and your, your fellow uh, teens think to yourself, Georgia Tech is cool because it offers the arts uh, and arts and not science like everyone else? No. <laughs> I mean, it, it sounds like, you know, the, the episode of The Office where Michael's asked, you know, your branch, while well, everybody else is performing horribly, your branch is actually like increasing its profits 
what are you doing like differently? And Michael's like, then he ordered the lasagna. Michael's like, the thing, David, is you should never, for any reason whatsoever, ever in your right mind, think, think to yourself, what are you doing? Like th- that's the Michael Scott. It's, it's the a, Josh Pastor answer. It's a great scene, by the way. It's a fantastic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he ends up ordering pasta or something. <laughs> yeah, he ends up. Yeah, or he's like, he's like, I'm gonna order. I mean, it's just it's so good. He's like, <laughs> that's when he says like, sometimes I'll just start a sentence and I've got no idea where I'm going. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> that's that's Josh Pastor every day of his life. It's also his coaching style. But I mean, that could have just been basic. We're looking for kids that are going to help contribute and want to further their education. Uh, is that Dugan letting us know that Ice T was in surviving the game? Yes, and I I apologize, Dugan, because have you have you seen the movie? I've never seen surviving the game. It, it, it is a cool flick. It's uh, what it is. I can't remember. Who, it's uh, Gary o, um, Gary Busey and a bunch of uh, I think Rock is in it, Charles Dutton, but there are a bunch of uh, kind of rich guys who like to find a homeless guy and then let set him free in the woods and hunt him. Okay. And they this is what they do for and they find Ice T and they set him loose in the woods and they try to hunt him, but they don't realize. They, they picked up a homeless guy that was a former Marine. And this ice tea, this, this homeless guy is not going down without a fight. A homeless guy in the woods. <laughs> He's got no chance. What? So they like treat him all nice and give him a haircut and they feed him. And then they're like, all right, run. He's like, what? <laughs> they start hunting him. It's like horrifying. I think it's like six, six, six or seven guys that do it. Okay. It's a cool little action flick. Something. Interesting plot. I'm kind of hooked. Yeah, there you go. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton Sex Line. If you're just joining the show, we uh, we, we talked about Kenny Payne's comments at ACC Media Day, a little bit about what L. Ellis had to say as well. Uh, we've had minimal football talk today. Texters uh, are now weighing in on the – we'll get to these before we get to the other things that Texas want to talk about because, of course, they have thoughts on the musician-turned-actors. Maybe I, – I, I told Patrick I was saving it for the 5 o'clock hour to bring it up. I thought I didn't want to interrupt the ACC talk, and I thought God you know we talk sports during the five o'clock. I mean, hour. That, well, the most important hour of the show because well, I need the most ears so people can help me. I want their I want their insight because I'm curious who's in the top five or who who would you think the number one is? I think Mark Wahlberg. Texas has no love for Ludacris. Lud- no. Well, see, I don't like the Fast and the Furious movies. How do you feel about Crash? Crash? Yeah, Crash. You mean the uh, the one that he was in the one Best Picture? Yeah, the dumbed people down, hate crash the now. dumbed down version of traffic. You mean exactly? Yeah, yeah. The, the crash that only won because people were mad. Traffic didn't win the year before. Traffic was good too. Traffic crash was, really was not. Yeah, crash kind of. I, 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 I think that people over corrected on crash. That's what it was. It's, it's not the worst yeah. movie of all time. But like people act like it's the worst movie no, that's ever. But it was not. It was a. It was a fine movie. It was yeah. okay. I don't think it deserved to win Best Picture, but people got so mad that it got all that love out of nowhere that they're like, it's the worst movie ever made. I'm like, I don't remember the competition being that solid that year. Though, they beat the one that was supposed to win was Brokeback Mountain, and okay. Crash was the surprise winner because Jack Nicholson opens it. And he's got this like raised eyebrows, like the winner is Crash. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Texas Method Man also Method Man's actually a pretty good actor. Was but most of his best stuff's TV, right? Yeah, I think The Wire. He, I, I mean, I know he's how high. How high is great. Yeah, but I mean, that's there's also then I mean you know the, the determination of you know we're talking you know comedy versus drama. Soul Plane. Yes, yeah, Soul Plane. He had to be in who's uh, who's the who's the man? Because if I remember right, TBS's commercial for that was who's the man? He's got more rappers in the candy factory. He was in Belly, which is one of the worst movies ever made. Uh, yeah, I didn't like Belly. Yeah. My answer oh. for best would probably be Mark Wahlberg. I, I'm I'm kind of with Patrick on this. I think with Mark, every like 
Daddy's Home, not very good comedy. He has he's got but Lone you, Survivor. He's in The Departed. Yeah, other the fighter, other guys. The Fighter. Yeah, I, I'm. I, I, it's a personal it. choice, and I think I'm a Patrick. I think Mark Wahlberg's getting my number one vote. Really? Okay. I mean, he's got. I mean, of the movies I enjoy the most, he's got a lo- probably a larger quantity than most than anybody else does. He's definitely quantity. But 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 to him, unlike Will Smith, to me, his quantity is also quality for the most part. Now the daddy's home I haven't watched. He just and, came out with a new one, on and Netflix I probably won't watch those. But like the other guys, I mean, I, maybe I should give it credit because the other guys I didn't think was going to be any good, and I watched. The other it, guys great, and it was hilarious. The first Ted is pretty funny. Ted, I like Ted too as well. I, know, yeah. I don't think I ever saw Ted too. Uh, I mean, it's it is. If you like Ted, you'll probably like. I mean, it's, it's, and he's pretty good in The Departed. Yep. I wasn't, uh, you know, he was in the Bruce Willis movie, the Dead People movie. Oh, yeah. L- Lone Survivor is pretty good. Mark Wahlberg's good in that. Texas Mike, is this the uh, the first year you never won any of the Leo Best of Louisville awards? I think it is. I, I didn't win. A, I, I won second in Best Website. I got dethroned. My like six year reign for Best Twitter account is over. Who got? Who won it? Uh, Olivia Krauth, who actually deserves it way more Olivia than I Krauth. do. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. For coming to my defense, she, she did. She came to Patrick's defense. Oh, okay. Well, she's I'll, the hero. I was going to be mad that I didn't win over her, but I'll take it. Shatar got Carl Sportzone, uh, one best website. Uh, Knocked us off. I did not get. I was not up there for best writer this year. Not up there for best Twitter account. I uh, didn't make anything else. So yeah, it's, it's down. Blame it on the long COVID. Speaking of Twitter accounts, I don't know what it is with the, with with Facebook. Sometimes, like, do you have the same problem with Facebook? I know you don't use Facebook as much, and I don't use it a whole lot. But like, where you'll get like, I'll, I'll get like notifications of tags, something I've been tagged in that I I saw like a week ago, but I'm just now getting a notification I was tagged in it. And I don't know how that stands for this, but like. So I used to have the LES report, like the Facebook page. Uh-huh. And the other day I get on, like, I see a notification and it, like, it's a tag that someone commented on a post. And like, I go to it and the comment was like, something about, it was something about Louisville basketball. It's from like 2013. And the comments like, I agree. And it says like currently, <laughs> I'm like, what? what is this person like 10 years later is like agreeing with something I posted on a site that hasn't been updated in a decade. That's hilarious. <laughs> I mean. We get new likes. I'm still a moderator for the SB Nation College Basketball Facebook, which has not been updated since like 2019. And it'll be like, so and so like liked SB Nation College Basketball. Good luck. No, I get the likes for like the, the, the uh, page on there called the Evening Buzz, which is a show we did uh-huh. when we first started the station. And uh, you guys were big on Buzz back in the day. Well, yeah, and it's got like the, the I mean, it's perfect. Come on, it was too easy. That was too low hanging fruit for me. <laughs> and uh, it's like the smiley face with the, the cracked eyes. And this, I, I get people liking that page periodically over time. And that, I mean, it hasn't been used in a 10 years. Uh, Texas says Master P, among all the all time greats, going to acting. I mean, other than. The, I got the hookup. Hookup. But has he ever done any other movie? Right. Probably. He's probably been in something. Yeah, I would think so. Uh, Texas says Jared Leto. Jared Leto, did Jared Leto do no, music? No, see, Jared acting? Leto. Jared Leto, I think, is more of dude up. He, he became a musician after an actor. Like, like um, David Bowie. Bowie and he did Labyrinth. I give you that. Um, Bowie's in Spy. But Kevin, I think I think Leto's more like Kevin Bacon. Like he did, he's done. He was acting and didn't get into music. Yeah, if it's reversed, then that doesn't go. Yeah, and it's not like reverse bad. Like even though I don't listen to his stuff, but like reverse bad, like Bruce Willis style or Eddie Murphy style. But he, like he does like you know, under the radar bands. Texas, the year that Justin Timberlake came to the Yum Center for his 2020 tour, it was by far the best concert I've ever, ever attended. I've heard great things about Timberlake concerts. I, I enjoyed his concert, but then again, that's because we won the game. I mean, we'd lost that Super Bowl. Probably would have been like, Timberlake show. sucks. You got Timberlake. I got uh, Taylor Hicks at the Orange Bowl. 
back in the day. <laughs> I won. The American Idol winner with the gray I, hair. I remember. I remember Taylor. I, it was the worst concert Because he had the gray hair, is always now to remember him. It was like directly in front of us yeah. in the end zone we were sitting into. I was like, this is the worst show I've ever seen in my entire the life. The only American Idol people I can probably will ever name is him and the uh, William Hung guy. We know Kelly Clarkson. She won American Idol? She's the very first winner. I feel like you've told me that before, but I don't remember it. And Carrie Underwood, very popular. Now that she that's how she got popular? Yeah, she's on American Idol. I didn't know her until she did the song with the Louisville Slugger. Now do you remember Ruben Suttered? No, I do I do remember him. He's he still, was the he's first, still, right? He's still sorry. No, Kelly Clarkson was the first. I just oh. said <laughs> I literally just said it. Uh Ruben Suttered was he's still sorry for two thousand four. Remember that song? I just remember his name because I always thought it sounded like, like stuttered. He was a big guy. Yeah. yeah. I think that may be all the ones that I know. I don't and, think I know and William didn't even win. Wasn't he just one of the goofy people? Well, he's one of like the losers that like they made yeah. fun of and got on. A kid from my high school, when senior year of high school, like was one of those kids. Like they made they, Simon was mean too. <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna be on American Idol tonight. I'm like, I guarantee it's not gonna be good because I know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I bet you're gonna get made fun of. You watched American Idol back in the day, didn't you? No, no. Yo, I, you I did, did not. I, I watched that episode where Carl was on because I knew he was gonna get made fun of. <laughs> Throw him under the bus, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Carl. Carl. Um, what's his name? He had his funny name. Say. <laughs> I don't think I even watched like the. I knew I, I was aware that Kelly Clarkson won. I think my. I feel like my sister and my mom watched like the finale of the first one. I don't think I ever watched. I don't remember. Yeah, see, I never. I, I, it was I, her versus Justin, I remember. And then they made a movie from Kelly to Justin. That sounds familiar. It was not, I'm assuming it was a terrible movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Texas Donald Glover. Donald Glover wasn't a musician. Yes, he was. He's Childish Gambino. He's Childish Gambino. Very oh, I'm thinking of, oh, I'm thinking of, uh, Danny Glover, never mind. <laughs> oh, Donald Glover, like, like Danny Glover's too old for that. Blue. I've explained to my wife no fewer than a hundred times about the childish Gambino, okay, Donald I, Glover phenomenon, and she's still just. First of all, it. I'm not. That doesn't count either because no one knows. Donald Glover's known for being an actor, not for a musician. He's, no, he's known he's as a, childish Gambino by a, a lot of people. Yeah, but he's more, most famous for being Donald Glover, the actor. He is more well known as childish Gambino. I disagree. I. Well, you didn't even know who he was five seconds ago. No, I knew I knew Donald Glover was. I was. Just you didn't know Charles Gambino though. No, I didn't learn who that was until he did that like that pop song about the America thing, that was everyone's overrated about. But I, but when that song came out, I was like, you didn't know him before that. No, I was like, that's the guy from Community's doing songs. They're like, he's a musician. I'm like, I never heard of. Him. I just knew he was an actor. Yeah. To me, he's right there with Bruce Willis and Eddie Murphy. No, well, that's, that's that's what he is to me. Well, that's that song is also goofy again anyway. to you. <laughs> You don't remember? You never heard Redbone? Uh uh. You're not helping his case. Now stay woke. <laughs> not helping his case at all, buddy. In fact, also having to explain to my wife that that's not a woman singing <laughs> just adds further confusion to it. Now he just dropped behind Don Johnson and listening to your version. Life turned out was a jam back in the day. Um, Texture says, let's see, Queen Latifah. That's a good one. That's She's not, a lot of stuff. In fact, Queen Latifah almost made this cut. She almost did. I almost put it on her. Texas, you could make an entire Michael Scott or Josh Pastner from that quote, entire segment. Um, you could. You really could. Yeah. I threw it out there. I found the, the whole David Wallace where he goes, <laughs> David, my philosophy is basically this, and this is something that I live by, and I always have, and I always will. Don't ever, for any reason, do anything to anyone, for any reason, ever, no matter what, <laughs> no matter where, or who, or who you are with, or or where you're going, <laughs> or where you've ever been, 
ever, for any reason whatsoever. Like that's that's, that's Josh Pastor answering questions about the transfer portal. Yeah, I couldn't tell the two apart. It's so good, and it's, it's who he is. It's what you could have slipped in water on Mars into the, the Steve Carell line, and I would have been like, just like that's the laughing thing, and he said it. Um, <laughs> Texture says. 50 Cent by far from music to acting, <laughs> then directing. Get rich or die trying. <laughs> now he's directing stuff. Is he? Snoop Dogg's been in a few things. Snoop Dogg, but he's mostly cameo. Yeah. I mean, Snoop Dogg ever actually started, well, other than like with The Wash, maybe Mac with Dr. Dre. Which mm-hmm. The Wash is actually kind of a funny movie with Dr. I've never Dre. Seen it. it's, it's got its moments. Texas Jim Phillips sucks ass. Totally agree. Yeah, I agree. Texas start a bottom five and then put Sting on there for original movie Dune. The movie was horrible. There was a movie doing that. Yeah, I've never actually watched it, but I've heard it. Yeah. Another, another vote for Queen Latifah. I mean, I like Queen Latifah. I mean, what, movie-wise, though, what is Steve she Van really? Steve Van Zandt. Steve Van television more movie, though. I think that's how I think of him. Yeah. What did he do music first? Yeah, he was Dave's musician. It's, I mean, it's, uh, what's his name's brother? Robbie oh, Van Zandt. gotcha. Yeah, the, uh, the, of, of, of uh, Leonard Skinner. Um, what is, what has Latifah done movie wise? I know she did the, like set it off and then she did Taxi. She's done a bunch of stuff, just stuff that I've ne- haven't seen. Yeah, the like Beauty mean, Shop. Um, nothing. That's the thing. The only problem with Latifah movie. is, that, yeah, she's never done any like good movies though. Like she was, she was funny in the, her uh, her two different cameos in Fresh Prince of Bel Air. She's in Twenty Two Jump Street. Oh yeah, she plays his she's wife. Funny that yeah yeah. Machine Gun Kelly's pretty good as Tommy Lee Stop. in that biopic. Stop. <laughs> you don't think he's we don't give Machine Gun Kelly credit for anything on the show besides being married to Megan Fox or dating Megan Fox. He was good in the dirt, the dirt, uh, the dirt apps movie though. The what? I didn't, the, the movie he's talking about where he played Tommy Lee. I never said. I, I didn't even know it was who he was. I didn't know it was Machine Gun Kelly in the movie, but it's a good movie. <laughs> but we don't give him enough. He doesn't have any. He has no respect as a musician, so he doesn't count. <laughs> I didn't know Queen of Steeple was in Juice. Juice is a great movie. Yeah, I didn't know either. Texas is extremely, it's a great scene, by the way, in 20 Jump Street, she's in. Texas is extremely small sample size, but pre-far right-wing Kid Rock was really good in Joe Dirt. He was good in Joe he Dirt. He was, yeah. That's a good call. Yeah. He was, I, I thought that was a, a very well I wonder if scene. he's done anything else. Probably not. <laughs> but he was there. You gonna go wine, you go wine and wavelengths. <laughs> <laughs> Texas says the 32nd DeMar's first album came out in 2002. So if you want to count Leto, then you have to d- decide whether his best stuff movie wise is pre or post 02. Okay. Here's the problem with Leto is no one really, very, very few people even know he's probably a musician. Yeah. I mean, he's far more well known for that. Yeah. And th- this, this stuff. category is you had to be a, po- a popular musician who became a popular actor, actor, actor. Tupac was on track to be a really good actor. Tupac would Juice. be one, yeah. Uh, poet, Poetic Justice. Poetic Justice, yeah, which was the second uh, John Singleton movie. We could Now we have, this is going to rip your heart apart, we have Jack Harlow now starring in the new White Men Can't Jump. I was going to say that earlier. I mean, <laughs> like I said, it's so under his breath, too. It's like, I was going to say it, but you only had 30 minutes, I don't want to piss Trevor off. Uh, <laughs> take us right to 6 o'clock now, we're good. I mean, yeah, pretty much. Just, I'm not going to credit that movie, but hopefully he does something else. I think pa- Pastor, or uh, not Pastor, Harlow, I saw him, he co-hosted The Tonight Show last week with Jimmy Fallon. I watched a little bit of it. it was, he was entertaining. Yeah. He's good at that stuff. He's an engaging guy. Terrence says, how about Ice-T, DMX, or LL Cool J? We've mentioned well, Ice-T. And I almost put LL Cool J on here, but I couldn't even honestly, honestly remember a movie he's done. He did I the, just think of the, of the house show on NBC. Deep Blue Sea. 
Oh yeah, you hear this song for it. Remember, I think I've done this before. Yeah. Where it's like deepest, bluest. My hand is like a shark's fin. Any the one that gets eaten right away in the movie? Spoiler, or is that the Samuel, Samuel L. Jackson? Okay, yeah. yeah, I knew one of them got. He does right die, away. I think. I'm sure he does. Black man in a horror movie. I know. We're... <laughs> That's in the contract. Both right? of them. Um, yeah, <laughs> I know we're not going to count this, but Johnny Depp did originally move to L.A. as part of a band. I mean, technically, he was in the. Uh, the oh yeah, L. Cool J is in Any Given Sunday too. He's the running back. See, I blocked that out because I, I never liked that movie. It wasn't terrible. I, I, you know, I, maybe it's not just terrible. I just thought it just annoyed me how everybody thought it was so awesome. He was in Halloween H two O also. I, I knew I saw. Okay, him he's got okay. He got decent movies. On I saw film. that one in the theaters, and it was this was nineteen ninety eight, and I'm like, they chopped his head off at the end. There's no way they can make another movie after this. <laughs> oh no, they've made I think eleven since then. Been, Halloween they, Water. Did they blow him up in space? He's, I mean, he's been killed a million different times. He's been killed in Manhattan and space. And I love how, like, the half-ass attempts to explain it, too. Like, after they cut his head off at the end of Halloween H2O and they made another one, I'm like, oh, I've got to see the next one just to see how they explain this. And they're like, it was a different guy. Oh, that was Jason. <laughs> and that, that was it. No, like, no. it was somebody else wearing his mask. We didn't realize it until afterwards. I'm like, okay. And for the textures, I just realized I'm, I goofed up. That's Jason that died in space. Oh. Not Michael. I get, see, I get them stuck because they they're always getting killed and always coming back. Texas Nick Jonas was in Jumanji. I never saw the new Jumanji. I won't watch the new Jumanji. I love the original Jumanji. I do too, and I'll never watch the new one. That movie is on the list with the uh, the remake of Footloose. God, you hate remakes and, so much. Oh, I do. The remake that has the uh, Will Smith kid in it of Karate Kid. I'll never watch that. Like you could, I, I, you, I don't even think you could pay enough money to watch that. You're talking. You got to put you got to put seven figures in front of me in cash to make me watch that. Texas says. Uh, in Too Deep with Omar Epps, and it's another LL Cool J movie. Oh, okay. People are just firing off LL Cool J. Well, I mean, you're you're really going down the, the rabbit hole to get LL Cool J movies here, too, people. I'm sorry. Texas says, no, Trevor, a uh, black man here. LL Cool J actually lived in Deep Blue Sea, and he lived in Halloween H2O. You just said he... Oh, you said... Oh, okay, well, congrats. LL Cool J, way to take that glass ceiling and burst it. Killers love Cool James. Thank you. They're not going to... Yeah, they're not going to kill him. Not gonna kill him. I'm, you know what, L. Cool J. Next time I do this list, you're ma- you're making it for for being a, a pioneer of black men in cinema. Texas says, is Trevor playing a character whenever Mike is in studio? Yesterday with Rashawn, Trevor was focused, stayed on topic, and didn't say anything. That made me question the lead content of Wagner's water fountain, the lead content of water's <laughs> Wagner's water fountain. <laughs> Were you on topic yesterday? I, Are you quiet? I, no, I don't think it was Patrick. Was I quiet? I wouldn't say it was quiet. Okay. I mean, was I on topic, Patrick? Kind of? I don't know. Maybe Rashawn just rules with an iron fist. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I wasn't. I mean, I didn't act any different. Jamie Foxx is a good one. But he did music after me. Yeah, Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx started as a DJ on In Living Color. Well, he's good in Django and <laughs> he's, I mean, he's, he's a great actor. But he's I love that response. I don't like. I don't like the. God, the I don't like the Godfather. What's your response? I like the money pit. That's, that's my response. That's 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 like, yeah. Let's take a break. When we come back, we're up the show. We'll take some more texts. Uh, we can get off this topic. Maybe. Maybe not. Who knows? Yeah. It. It's a Wednesday. We get weird. It's weird Wednesday here on the Rutherford Show. It rolls on next on fourteen fifty and ninety six one. The Big X. Boys don't mean to bust your bubble, but girls of the world ain't nothing but trouble. So next time a girl gives you the play. 
mile away. Just last week when I was walking down the street, I observed this lovely lady that I wanted to meet. I walked up to her, I said hello, she said hey, you kind of cute. I said yes, I know, but by the way, sweetheart, what's your name? She said my friends like to call me Exotic Elaine. I said my name is the Prince. And she said why? I said well, I don't know, I'm just a lovely guy. All right, final segment of the Wednesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 Big X. By the way, the text line is backing up the original texter that said you were far more on topic yesterday. I don't... Texter says Trevor definitely stayed on topic and had a couple of long-form thoughts on UofL football and basketball uh, while I was in there yesterday. That's actually from Rashawn himself. And then another texter says Trevor was indeed much more on topic yesterday. I noticed it two to three times throughout the show when I was anticipating him to veer left. Texas Trevor definitely more on topic yesterday wasn't his usual self. Now I did I did have this this discussion saved for yesterday, but I moved it to today with you. So well, I mean, thanks. <laughs> well, you were kind of the inspiration slightly too. I mean, you're the one that recommended that. watching Alpha Dog, and I like the the text <laughs> underneath that's like, oh my god, we get it. A lot of musicians have appeared in movies. <laughs> yeah, it's time to move on. We, we, we've we've beaten into the ground. We're, well, I mean, it was a good there. thirty minute. It was a good segment. I mean, I, I thought I, we're using I, good loosely. Here. What, what, well, I had to do everything loosely. Yeah. I texted you yesterday. I was like, "Hey, listen, when you come back, I got a good like uh, burnout uh, idea I had for watching Alpha Dog." I was thinking that was gonna be like a three to three thirty type deal. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not best suited for five to five. Well, I think I think something else distracted me. I don't know how it could be more. I mean, I had the same. I got the same buzz going yesterday today. I mean, I, I no, no more than normal. So I mean, respecting Rashawn's authority far more, which has been a thing. This week, my daughter's tried to. She keeps trying to put me in timeout. I have no idea what's <laughs> yeah. going on. She ran away after we got home from school yesterday. She ran away. She's like, she wants to see the skeletons at the house two doors down. Ah, yeah. And like, yeah, it was you. fine. But like, you know, mommy or daddy has to walk with you to go see. The, and she like ran away. Did not stop when I said. And I went and picked her up. And she said, "I'm going to put you in timeout." And I was like, no, 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 this is not how it works. Are you pro-kid leash? Well, no. <laughs> I'm not pro. Although, the more she... Is there she, moments where you're The more she like, runs away, the more I'm like, it's better than being embarrassed in front of all the other parents at school when my child's the one sprinting down the hallway. Like, I know, like, anyone who ever... Like, everyone who, who didn't use one and saw people using them were always like, that's so embarrassing. And then and the, the moment you have to chase your kid and you're like, I understand. <laughs> yeah, she's... She's something else. I better chase the kid. I, I, I get it. Trust me. <laughs> Texas was yesterday the first time that Trevor wasn't high on the show, maybe. Oh, no. <laughs> Not you, even close. You've been sober before? On the show? Yeah. Yeah, when we first started. That's what I thought. Those shows, <laughs> they went a lot better than, than the ones over the last year or so. Really? Because those are the ones you said that was like dragging me across the gravel. <laughs> I think that's when you started. That's pretty early on. <laughs> Texas are either of you are either you TK or the intern going to watch Sharon Osbourne's docu series on Fox Nation about how she got fired from the talk? I vaguely remember when that happened, and that commercial. I didn't is, know this was going to be a thing. This commercial is being shoved down my throat. Oh, I, is it? Yeah, I see it. I don't know what how whatever I'm watching, I see it constantly. I guess it's because I'm watching maybe football on Fox or whatever. Um, I liked the Osbournes back in the day when it was on MTV. It was I mean, it was show. it was fine. I was annoyed when I turned on Access last night to watch this one of these one of the decades. It was like very very eighties. It was hosted by Kelly Osbourne. I'm like, what the hell does Kelly Osbourne know about the eighties? She's born in eighty five. I can't take this seriously. Um, but yeah, Sharon. I mean, it looks like they're making it sound like it was like a political like liberal hit job to get her fired, and it's I'm no. sure it's. You know, 
Well, they always like those shows. Isn't the talk still around? The I the view is definitely still around. The only reason I know yeah. the view still exists is because it's like trending every other day. Oh, I know. Because like they always the, the concept of the show is you've got three very left leaning women, mm-hmm. and they always have one right leaning woman, and they just Whoopi. like Whoopi's she's liberal, but like they had they had Tim Hasselbeck's wife back in the day, yeah, and then they had like Meghan McCain who was kind of in the middle, but she leaned right. And then it's always like, can you believe what this right wing person said? And then everybody else like getting mad about it. And like that's how the views always trending. Yeah. So that's how the show works. Well, it's, they're not stupid. They do that on purpose. Yes, I mean, these I, I can't. I don't know how people watch these shows, but because they look at Twitter and they're like, "Dance for us, puppet." Dance. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they fell for it again. How many days in a row can we do this? No. <laughs> um, I, I like this. Texture clarifies the end of Halloween issue for me. I appreciate. <laughs> I need to go watch it now because I'm so confused. It says Michael Myers cut out an EMS's guy, uh, EMS guy's tongue. And switched their outfits at the end of Halloween H2O prior to the head being chopped off. I let the same slander slide last year when you said it. I know your sister would want me to correct you. She definitely would. So he pulled a he pulled a uh, Silence of the Lamb. Exactly. So what, that's but what they don't explain that till the next movie comes on. So what you just see like the body being taken away in an ambulance and that's it? Yeah, she chops his head off, and that's like the end of Halloween H2O. <laughs> and then in the next one, like, like this is how he got away with it. Well, how did he get his head back on? Well, it, he didn't. The, the EMS guy died. But Michael, they thought it was Michael Myers because he had the mask on. But so Michael the Myers, the best guy got his head cut off. Exactly. Oh, uh, okay. he did. Michael he, Myers still very much alive. Poor guy. For twenty more movies. Yeah, in the new, in the newest one coming out. Yeah, it's the last one though. It all, it's all come to this, Trevor. Are they the it's only? It's all are, led to this. Of the big three '80s slasher series, Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy, Jason, and and and, and Michael Myers. Uh huh. They're the only ones still like. Going, right? yeah. They had Freddy vs. Jason a few years ago. That hasn't been a few years. That's been like 20 years, dude. Not even 20 years. I'm pretty sure that was a long time ago. It was ago. in the 2000s for sure. Well, 20 years ago would have been like 2002. It was, God, 2003. Right? I told you. That's not recently. Wasn't there another one, though? Like, that was like, <laughs> that's not recently at all. Wasn't there another one that was like the the two guys no, going No, it was Predator vs. Alien. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. That's about. what you're thinking. That one, that was like 10 years ago, probably. Yeah, that's been a while, too. I mean, yeah. I mean, Jason, Brett, that was the last Freddy, wasn't it, in 2003? Has it really been that long? And then Jason hasn't, I don't think, I haven't seen Jason since he got, since that either. Uh, the the most recent movie that Freddy Krueger was in was a short movie in 2018. I don't well, that don't count. Yeah. There, well, there's a new Nightmare on Elm Street coming out this year. Okay, so he is coming back. Yeah. Now is this so? They always we, come back. Did we just have like a so? Did we just have like a 20 year gap and now they're all just returning again? That's what it sounds like. Is where's Jason at? I don't know. That dude's been everywhere. That dude's traveled the world like Carmen San Diego, and I mean he's where in the world will Jason die this year? <laughs> There is a, the last one, the last Friday the 13th was in 09. So that, that was, yeah, that's, been, that's, that's pretty recent. I mean, yeah. well, it's 13 years, not that recent, but. I, mean, I guess there's another one coming out in 2022, apparently. Best, best horror trivia question is, is, is getting people on the, uh, Jason not being the killer in the first one. What do you mean? Have you not, the, the first, uh, the first, the first, um, uh, uh, whatever Jason movie, he wasn't the killer. It was his mom. Is that right? It's been so long. I'll, I'll remember is the end where he comes out of the lake. Yeah, that's and that's in the second one. Jason Voorhees. He he shows up in the second one. The first one, the mom is the killer, and she tells the story about her son dying in Lake Crystal. Crystal I don't Lake. This. That's you. You didn't know that? that's that's. I've part seen of, it. It's been forever. That's like that's like because that's also in the very beginning of Scream when he's doing he's talking to Drew Barrymore, 
And he brings up the, uh, she said, he goes, who's the killer? And he goes, she goes, Jason. He goes, no. Mm. Linda Vores was the original killer. I think it was her name. I don't know. The first one, actually, the first one of the few ones I like, actually, of the slasher films. I remember liking it. It's just been like 20 years since yeah, I've seen it, probably. It's, I mean, it's old. Terrence says, we need Trevor to commit to being sober before big games and extremely not sober after big wins. Huh? <laughs> I'm not sober enough to, to follow the math. <laughs> they want you to be sober before we play big games so we can stay on topic and talk about actual sports. And then after big wins, like when we come in here just to celebrate, you can be as unsober as you want to be. Okay. I don't know. I don't, I don't, we can have some big games again. <laughs> yeah, we're standing. I don't think there's a win tonight. What would qualify as a big game? Texas, I about lost my three-year-old at the pumpkin patch last weekend because he wanders and won't listen. I'm considering the kid leash more and more each day. It has crossed my mind. It'd be more. Is it more embarrassing than actually losing your kid, though? Say the first part again. This person says they're considering the kid leash more and more. Oh yeah, it's just it's a bad look. It's, yeah, that's that's the, that's like a, that's the, the, the thing to contemplate though. Is it more embarrassing being like people looking at you with your kid on leash, or being like you said the parent running around going? I know. I, know. I mean that's that's a, that's a strong dilemma. Texas, how crazy is it that someone with Josh Pastner's personality and demeanor has coached in the two biggest urban cities in America? It's one of my favorite things of all time. Yeah, he coached at Memphis. It was the worst possible fit you could have ever imagined. Then he goes, one of the first things that he does when he gets the job at Georgia Tech is post the tweet about, hey, ran into at Andre 3000. He's teaching you about AT aliens. Like, and I was like, oh, my God, this can't be real. This is actually happening. There was a, there was a, not, to, not to bounce back and forth, but I, don't know, I just thought of this, the, uh, the, the child leash thing on the modern family when they put Lily on the leash and they, they're talking to the other parent and the kids start playing. They get their leashes com- wrapped up. They're acting like they're, they're like they're trying to get their dogs undone. Like, no, Lily, come around this way. Come here, Lily. Come on, good girl. <laughs> oh. um, Texas Mike, I'm kind of remedial when it comes to baseball, so can you explain what the dude did whose picture you posted yesterday? I think it was Cleveland versus someone. Um, mm-hmm. I think they're talking about the, the – the, I retweeted a tweet from like 100 – it was a baseball account that said like 102 years ago – the Cleveland Indians uh, second baseman turned the first and only unassisted triple play in World Series history. And then nice. I only posted it because I thought it was hilarious that they made all four of the people involved in the play post for the picture. It's, like, <laughs> it's the Indians guy like looking very proud of himself and then like the four Brooklyn Dodgers players, three Brooklyn Dodgers players being like, you're making me <laughs> pose, pose for a picture? A schmuck, yeah. <laughs> an unassisted triple play is a triple play where the ball never changes hands. Only one defender touches the ball. So he... Well, I, unassisted triple play. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. He, I assume he caught a line drive and then, like, tagged a guy out and then stepped on second to get the other person out. There would have been a runners on first and second. second. And then, yeah, he caught a line caught drive. it, came down probably on second, which would have and tagged, tagged out the, the guy, guy first. first before going back. Yeah. Now, there's been unassisted triple plays. Right, in, in regular I want to say Toronto got hit by one a couple not too long ago. But there, I think one happened this year. But, yeah. But there's only been one in the World Series history. So that's... That's what that only one but, but I only reposted that because I was like, this picture's hilarious. Yeah, if you funny. ask me to do this, like I'm I'm fighting with you. Especially like, back in that nineteen oh two or whatever, I probably would have fought him. I mean nineteen twenty, October tenth, nineteen twenty. There's only been one perfect game in World Series history, and it was That's correct. Um Oh god. Why are you asking me trivia right now? My mind's mush. It's kind of just one of those I thought you'd know this one pretty Tom Stever? No. Who is it? Don Larson. Don Larson, thank you. Yankees. Yeah, uh, because Yogi Bear was the catcher. Yep. Um Texter says, Mike, I would be more concerned if what Jim Phillips said rubbed you the right way. Well, yeah. Jim Phillips is a loser. <laughs> We've established hate, that. You hate Jim Phillips. I do now. He's never coming on the show. I hate anybody who's in favor of expanding the NCAA tournament. He's never coming on. That's fine. 
Texture says uh, Michigan State is more traditional than Nebraska. Good one. In the last probably 15 years, uh, well, they've been better than Nebraska. And I was sure. and they did and they they divided these in 2011. So since 2011, yeah, Michigan State has been probably a better program than Nebraska. And this is coming from somebody who defends Nebraska. Oh, they definitely have been. And this is coming from somebody who defends Nebraska almost more than anyone should. But in terms of like overall tradition and history, of course Nebraska well, has more. Of course, Nebraska. But the yeah. last two, I mean, Michigan State's been in the College Bowl playoff. Like, yeah, they've, they've been a better program. They've actually won their own. They actually de- represented the uh, against Wisconsin in the Big Ten title game out of that side. Texas says, I met Josh Pastor in the airport, and the weirdo told me to come hug him after the game and take a picture with him. I see that there's a picture. That, he's sending you the picture, too? Yeah, I'm in the airport. <laughs> I thought he was making that up. Texas says, did, did Cash do Sunday coming down first, or did Chris Christopherson? I thought it was Chris Christopherson. I knew Johnny Cash did it. I mean, but yeah, I, I thought he wrote. I could have sworn Chris Christopherson wrote it, but I'd never heard that that song. Chris Christopherson also the original do, uh, singer and writer of uh, "Me and Bobby McGee." I did not know which that. Janis Joplin would would use as her only number one hit. It's a great song. Yeah, it is. Just I guarantee, if we start winning an overwhelming amount of the games against Kentucky, like they've done against us, the love fest will definitely be over from there in big time. Oh yeah, and we win a couple. Yeah, we're, we're we win like two in a row, and Cal says something smart aleck. This or is maybe going, vice versa, and Payne says something smart aleck. It was for sure. Row, yeah. These are all texts going back to the uh, us talking about Kenny Payne saying like I'd love to get to a point where we're rooting for each other when we're not playing each other and us being like no no <laughs> um, Texas I would have I would have my left testicle surgically removed if Kentucky always went five and seven in football every year I mean for that for to give up a testicle I'm hoping I'm going for like three and nine you, don't, you only need one I mean <laughs> that's true it's like kidneys there was there used to be a, a like an urban legend growing up when I was a kid like young not a kid but like like teenager early twenties. That you could sell your testicle for fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> that was that was something that they talked about. It. Have you heard of that? No, uh, you talking about that at Westport Middle back. Yeah, in because that was because we used to joke about like because fifty thousand that's a lot of money, man. It is. And we'd be like, could you like? Would you? I remember me and my buddies were bringing it up in like a in a, in a 70s style circle session, and my buddy was like, "Well, do they give you like a metal or wood one to replace it?" I'm like, "Why would you want first of all wood? <laughs> that seems like it'd be very painful." And second metal would be also probably God. annoying, but that was, I wonder if it's true. Like I it was, can't was imagine like, that's it was, true. It's like I don't know if it's urban legend. We talking about you could go like to the science, but you know, like sell your body to science, but instead you could sell Tesco for fifty grand. All right, we gotta get out of here early today. We <laughs> got a show going on after us. Uh, Phillies Braves, by the way, are in a rain delay right now in the top of the first. But tonight, eight thirty-seven FS one Padres Dodgers, one of the best pitching matchups you're gonna see all oh. postseason. You Darvish versus uh, Clayton Kershaw. Who you got, TK? Uh, I'm going Kershaw. Dodgers. I'm going to say the Padres even it up tonight. Will Smith played a great game last night. I'm rooting for the Dodgers just because he's there. I'm going to say old, bad postseason Kershaw rears his head tonight. You Darvish gets the better of him. Padres even up the series. I hope so because it, it could be a really fun series. In 30 seconds, I don't know if you saw this or not, tell me your thoughts on the House of Dragons Bob Costas thing from last night. I have no idea what you're talking about. You were sleeping, so you probably didn't see this. I haven't seen anything last They did a read-in promo where Costas acted like the game may not have happened. And they go down to the silent reporter, and they do a CGI uh, dragon flying over the stadium. Oh God! And she's like, this, the, "The officials were worried the dragon would fire, start shooting fire on during the game, but they they decide to let it keep going." And then the dragon flies off, like flies off, and she's like, "And don't forget, House of Dragon is on this Sunday." Uh, I don't care for that. And Costas, I mean, he they, I, I don't think he deserved the ripping it got on Twitter last night, but it was bad. Don't it care was for that. not good. All right, we got to get out of here a little bit early today. Yeah. We're back tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Everyone have a fantastic Thursday. We'll see you guys tomorrow.